us, everybody. Welcome to Jump Street Podcast. Welcome. Welcome back. It's been such a long time. It has been such a long it's time. Been a while. It's so long that we changed clothes. Yeah. <laughs> it's another day. It's another day. I like your hat, by the way. Thanks very much. I like your hat as well. <laughs> Thank you. You could also find our hat on the online store. What is that online store? It's jumpstreetpodcast.com slash stow. Stow is spelled S-T-O-R-E. Stow. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, this is round two for us today. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you can hear us. Yes, you can hear us. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Um, that's always a plus when people can hear us, since it is a podcast. Yeah. Um, we have another special guest today from overseas as well, which we'll get into in a few minutes. But let's just get right into it. Let's kick it off. We have a WTF, as usual. We do. This one is coming to you, uh, Andy Lederman. This is from our... Uh, trip to woodward the other week what year is it event what yeah that was ridiculous look how close his head was to it uh shout out to andy liederman though he's always that was uh i guess from the caption that i read that was like as they were kicking people out of woodward for the weekend he's like fuck it let me just throw this and he and he hucked it dude and yeah and his head was like two feet above the platform yeah he was just like hovering his head over that that's how you get the nice low cess slides. I think next time he should do like a helmet, a he, like a helmet cess slide to helmet cess slide. Misty to Royale cess, like that same. If thing. someone does a helmet cess slide, they can have all the WTFs they want. Well, we've had one on the on the uh, a head slide. Yeah. Do we? Yeah. I don't remember. Julian Cadeau, the front flip. Oh yeah, that's right. He did. Yeah, we he have. didn't slide it. He tapped his head. Oh, he was a tap. I want to see a legit slide. You like, want to see like <laughs> like how how uh, um like a b boy old school like b boy yeah like, yeah <laughs> like how Jack Lone wanted the toe slide on the vert ramp. We want to see the head slide challenge. Yeah, the neck break. Wow. I don't know if I want to put that challenge out. I wouldn't feel comfortable. I don't want to put the challenge out, but if someone wants to do it, I'm not gonna hate. I'm yo. If Just you do say. it, you do it. But we're not. I'm not putting a challenge out. I don't want to be responsible <laughs> for any neck problems in the future. And um. We've been slacking, like we said before, we were slacking on our uh, monthly supporter giveaways. So like we say, every month for all of our supporters on Patreon, uh, whether you donate a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars, you automatically get entered (laughs) for our monthly drawing to win one of any item you want out of our online store. And we didn't do one for September yet, so we're going to do it right now, and I'm going to do it live on the Instagram. And everybody's name is in here. This is for the September supporter giveaway and let's see who we got this time who's the lucky winner who love is love how it? you keep it honest every who time gotta adrian thorstenson so congrats adrian thorstenson you just won one of whatever you want out of our uh jump street online store say congrats yeah congrats <laughs> get yourself a nice hat a shirt maybe a mug so i have to post that on the jump street um instagram page so that we're not full of shit. Yeah. This is not a rigged contest. No, it's not rigged. Everybody has a fair chance. It's not like the presidential primaries in America. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can get some crazy comments about that one. It's probably. not a rigged show. So congrats, Adrian Thorstenson. We'll reach out to you and you could pick one of whatever you want from our Jump Street store. Like the Jump Street t-shirt mm. right there that he's wearing, that Billy's wearing. I or have the, that, or the lovely the five hat. panel hat. Uh, we have snapbacks and mugs as well. Mm-hmm. Damn, we got branding all over this episode right now. Or, you know, or you could buy my hat. It's a, it's a Mets hat. <laughs> but not on our store. You got to go to NewYorkMets.com, buy the hat. Or any lids it's by nice, you. Or, or any lids by or you. Or you go to lids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go Mets. <laughs> um, moving on. Are we ready for our guest today? Yeah, I think, I think so. I think the people are ready too. So this is our second guest of the day. And it's mm-hmm. also a guest that had to come 
from a long place away. He had to fly over the Atlantic Ocean just mm-hmm. like our, mm-hmm. and he did it specifically for this show. Boom. That's it. He planned a trip around it, but he was like, you know what? I'm coming out to New York. And his, I'm and his do long list street. of travels. Yes. So without further ado, we have Ricardo Lino. <laughs> I first need to help myself with being a little bit less nervous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got to rearrange the cameras. I forgot Amanda's not here. <laughs> oh, man, don't be nervous. You're a podcaster yourself. Now you know what? The thing is, like, when I did a podcast with you, I interrupted you a lot. So now I'm scared that you're going to interrupt me that much. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, that's all, man. That's all part of the game. It's like the learning curve to doing this. I don't think you interrupted me a lot in that. I think that was a, a good conversation, which is what podcasts are for. Yeah, right? I, was, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed But, like, too. a lot of people didn't, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> we were people. They, they loved your part. Yeah. Oh, but you know what it is? I think I had to, well, we had to learn that. In the beginning, when mm. we first started this one, we had to learn to kind of let our guests speak because mm. we were kind of nervous and we were trying to like not have any blank space or awkward space time. So I think we'd compensate by talking a bit more. I think just natural or, in the conversation, you just, yeah. at least we do it as New Yorkers, yeah. interrupt each other. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. part of the learning curve. Yeah, we're a bit rude here. And maybe I have some New York roots or something. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Ricardo, welcome though. Thank you Came so much. all the much. way from Portugal by way of Toronto. I You're on a long list of travels. You've been up for a long time already. Yeah, I almost didn't make it, but I'm here. You're here, and we're glad you, you, glad you are here. <laughs> how, what did, the, how did you almost not make it? Basically, when you, when you book a flight to America, you need to apply to these electronic fees. I think it's called SIPA or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do it right away. Mm-hmm. And I basically just... Just thought of it when I was actually making the check-in. And they told me, you got the, the visa, the SEPA thing? And I, I was like, oh, no. Okay, you can apply for it. So I was applying and like I was putting my address and everything. And it was just like, you know, when you're nervous and just trying to do it, everything like. Were you like online? People were like waiting for you and shit? Yeah, and I was trying to do it on my phone. And it was always like giving me an error. So I couldn't do it. Oh, so no. I basically just saw like they, the guys just came to me like, you didn't make it. <laughs> and then I applied for the visa, finally accepted, and then I got emails saying you're on a waiting list. It's gonna wait until seventy-two hours, and that's when I send you a message. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you're like I'm not making it. <laughs> probably it's I'm not probably I'm not gonna make it. And then I was I didn't even know what knew what to do because I'm gonna be here for like three days and seventy-two hours. It's four days, right? Yeah, yeah. So that no, it's no, it's three days. So basically, yeah, days, I would need to go straight to your next stop. I didn't right. knew what I was going to do. I was like, <laughs> I was like stressing, and then suddenly I got the email with everything, and I just had to rebook. You just it. Like, you were just waiting at the airport, like hoping that it would come yeah, through. Kind I, of? I still had to 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 book another flight. Yeah, but and the thing is, like the lesson here is never buy. The cheapest flight you can, <laughs> because the cheapest flight never give you any oh, options. You can't cancel. Yeah, I had no to buy. A, I had to buy a. Yeah, a pay f- all the money for an yeah, a whole new ticket. Uh huh. So, Bummer. but you made it. I always buy the cheapest flight I can. Yeah, <laughs> like me too. Cheapest. Usually, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even it's like it's like you check out. It's like eight ninety five. Do you want the insurance? You're like, nah, I'm good. No, I'm not. Gonna I mess picked this because it was the cheapest. <laughs> I'm what? not gonna mess this. But one there's up. another thing here, which is like, imagine if you're gonna fly with WestJets or with whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Don't buy the ticket through a company that will buy the ticket to them. Because if you buy the ticket through the 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 company, like through whatever, Iberia, WestJet, right. whatever it is, mm-hmm. they can still sort you out. But if you buy through another company, it's it, automatically 
canceled. That's it. Canceled. And that's what happened to me because I bought uh, it through one of those companies. Yeah. yeah. That's what everybody gets their tickets yeah. to usually too. Yeah. It's rare that people go directly to like yeah. the airline to get their tickets. Yeah. I might have teached people something today. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Hopefully we teach them a lot more stuff too. Yeah, hopefully. Oh, we'll yeah, see. maybe. <laughs> what else are you going on your travels? Because you're already Portugal to Toronto. Or did you go somewhere in between that or no? No. I, I flew through London. But I, Just layover. Yeah. Then Toronto for like one and a half day. That was it. <laughs> and one then, and a half days. That's it. Yeah, it was basically Super I got quick. there Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. I skated Sunday afternoon. Then I skated yesterday to like one in the morning, and then <laughs> you got it in though while you were to there. To the airport, uh-huh. slept like an hour, missed, <laughs> missed the flight, and I'm here. And now I'm here till it's Tuesday. Like I'm here for like four days, and then yeah, we just find out that I'm flying. I know that's crazy. In the exact same flight as Mark to San Francisco. Yeah, nice. they just found that out now when you went yeah, to the like store. <laughs> nice. So we're flying to San Francisco on the same day, which is Saturday. Then I don't really know what's happening after. I know that I'm going to need to be at the Blading Cup because mm. I'm su- the reason why I came, it's obviously to be with you guys and to make the right. the live stream. It's the truth. <laughs> to, to make the, the, the Blading Cup live stream. Uh-huh. So I tried to organize my trip around it. I really love San Francisco. I haven't been skating in San Francisco for a while. I did rode my bike like three two years in a row on this red bull event whatever like five years ago but i didn't skate it for a long time so i really want i just want to go bomb hills that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> you skated there like a while ago so i remember seeing clips and pictures of you doing like the chinatown that, yeah chinatown like the ledge that goes of the double set yeah that was like 2002 2003 like negative mm-hmm. acid right yeah yeah that was insane that's ins- that's a really gnarly ledge i never meant to that ledge that's this, a really this, gnarly ledge this is very weird for most of the people <laughs> but it was it was, it was, and it still is. If I, depending on the skates that I have, it's one of those tricks that it's my safe trick. Hmm. I somehow, if I have a, a rail on my left side, it's safer for me to do that than basically a topsail because I put my leg in a certain position. That's such a weird. But it, it's just, it's just <laughs> I, I close like the way that I put my feet and my knees and whatever. I somehow. Mm-hmm. You just tuck yourself. Yeah, in, I just kinda? tuck myself in a way that if I miss my feet, I sit on the rail and I just mm-hmm. slide down on my, mm-hmm. on my ass. So like I never really had like a bad fall with it yeah so there, there was kind of like the, it, it felt to me that would be the safest trick to do there and i kept i was in san diego for like three days three weeks with ollie short and this other guy from portugal and we were staying with ryan shooty so back then whatever like no one knew who i was and it was a time in skating that you would never be in a magazine you could be the best but it was really hard for you to be in a magazine if People didn't know you, you especially if you're, Mm. especially if you're from Portugal. Yeah. The only way for me to be to have a picture in a magazine or something, and that was like a dream to me, was by doing something kind of like that. So I waited for the last day that I was in San Francisco to do it. So it was it was kind of weird. And then like some of the San Francisco legends, like Eric Garcia, and some other guys were there. It was like for me, it was like really special. That thing. That's awesome. So good session. Yeah, it was cool. I remember. I always. I really enjoyed that time in San Francisco, special, especially because of the company that I had back then. Like, Ollie Short, no one knew what, who Ollie Short was back then. Mm-hmm. So that was like the time of transition for Ollie Short. And You were there we, with Ollie? Yeah, we, we became good friends. Ollie used to be one of those guys that I used to look up for because he was like some underground skater from Europe mm-hmm. back then. That was the time that he was going from baggy to like <laughs> tighter clothes. Yeah. He was still not tight. So it was like just a different look into skating mm-hmm. so i really enjoyed that somehow and 
but I would never expect to become so close to Aldi like we did back then. So basically, I landed in San Diego, and the day that I landed in San Diego, I realized that Ollie was staying in the same house as I was. So we ended up staying together for like three weeks. And you were there by yourself, though. Like you plan on doing with that an, trip with, with another Portuguese guy. Okay, a good friend of mine. His name is João. Mm-hmm. So he was also a skater, mm-hmm. and that was it. We ended up staying together for like three weeks, and then we met BJ. BJ Bernhardt. Yeah. And then BJ, we wanted to go up to North Cal back then. It was like 2002, something like that. And BJ was like, I'll drive you there. There's a kink rail that I want to do. <laughs> so he drove. I will never forget so that. BJ. He dro- the BJ drove all the way up with me, Ryan, Oli, and this João. He drove all the way there. He tried the rail. He couldn't land it. He, oh, my he, God. He, 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 he killed himself. Was it gnarly? Yeah. Must have been. It was like, it, it's... By far the the craziest king rail I've ever seen. I remember that it was like one of those like oh wow like Chris Farmer style stuff. Yeah. But then when you f- when you think it's done, then it goes <laughs> flat, and then it does like one of those gnarly ones. And like, oh. just long, short, long again, mm-hmm. steep. And he got to that part and he fell like hard, like a couple of times. So he couldn't really do anything else. So he basically tried to sleep for a little bit. He woke up the, le- the next day in the morning and left. And that was it. He drove 20 hours. <laughs> he drove about 20 hours what to a try King Krill and left. What oh a mission. But it's like since... I always loved BJ. It's, yeah, BJ's a great guy. Yeah. yeah, dude. I was about to say like... Like a lot of people who know you know that you have like long history in skating. You know a lot of the OGs. You have these stories from like what, 2002 mm. when you were in California. Yeah. And so like, how did you, how did you, you've obviously been around and doing this for a very long time. How did you get started? How'd you get into it? What year was it? And, and then the, the path on. I don't know. I, I, I do know, but I was going to say something. I don't know which podcast I listened from you guys that someone was saying that when people say they started skating, it, that person was only referring to inline skating and not to quad skating. I don't know who was it. What do you? Because yeah, a couple of people like Miguel started on quads. Yeah, said, but there was there was um, um, I don't know if it was Kyle or something like that. He was saying maybe, I started maybe skating maybe before. The Kelsos, but, I could see. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe maybe I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The thing is like, what I started skating when I was two and a half years old <clears> because <throat> my sister. Uh, which is four years at two and a half years old yeah because, <laughs> because she, she i'm from a small town where skate the skating culture is quite big or it used to be and my sister which is four years older than me she she wanted to start figure skating so she had some skates just like every other kid back then is like we're talking about like the early 80s and she she wanted new skates so my parents just gave me those skates just when she was going to those figure skating trainings my father my parents just put the skates on me and i just left me there mm-hmm. and when they look at me i was just like holding the walls and trying to walk with those things which i tried to do with my daughter and she doesn't want to do it and she's the same age now <laughs> anyway so <laughs> i give up it doesn't, I know it's the, she doesn't want to do it so yeah yeah but anyway so i started doing it like that and then when i was five and i never really stopped it when i was five i remember that i told my mom that i wanted to start playing hockey because it's roller hockey with quads. I never seen that. Yeah, it's Portugal is the world champion. But it's like the, <laughs> <laughs> probably the only yeah, people who play it. No, 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 no. It's, it's, actually, it's actually quite big. Oh, I never right? seen that. Before. It's quite big. Like South America has like quite a couple of teams. Like Argentina is like a really good team. Italy, Spain, France. There's like Damn. it's quite big. I've never like, seen it's that. An Oli- it's an Olympic sport. What? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's probably the only skating. No, there's other than figure skating. Yeah, roller skating. It's also roller, roller skating, skating figure. Hockey. 
figure roller skating is also an Olympic sport, I think, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. But I know that I hockey, know roller hockey, it's an Olympic sport. Hmm. So wow. uh, let me see if I don't. Okay, so basically when I was five, I wanted to start playing hockey. But my mom was like, yeah, but if you play hockey, you can only start playing real games when you're 10. So you're going to be just going around with the mm-hmm. stick for like five years. <laughs> so why don't you go to this thing, which is you can just run around the track and they make races and whatever. It was speed skating. Mm-hmm. So I started speed skating when I was five and I really got, and I got really into it. I never really stopped and I started like winning a lot of things back then that, I don't know, there was a lot of people doing it, but it was on roller skates and I did it f- for a long time. When I was 13, that's when there was a, a lot more people started using inline skates than quads and the people using inline skates started doing a lot better results so there was a time that i made the transition from inline skates to from roller skates to inline specifically skates. for speed skating now for speed skating yeah, back then. way faster than but quads. You know, the funny the fun part about it was like back then when i wasn't training and i used to train every day because i was like an athlete even at 13 mm-hmm. uh, when i wasn't skating I used to just be like the kamikaze of the neighborhood, like with the skateboard. I, like I never had like a good skateboard. So they w- used to build ramps and I used to go out with them and just steal wood to build ramps. And because I didn't have a good skate, I had like a little front banana truck. We called banana like the short yeah, board. Yeah, like, yeah. like a penny board truck yeah, in yeah, the front, yeah. like oh, a yeah. regular truck. I didn't yeah. have like good trucks. So trucks. I used to yeah. just be the first one to go and just try to jump the ramps that they would do, like the mm-hmm. launch ramps and yeah. stuff like that. Just roast it. no air. Without ever thinking that I could be using skates to do it. And I, back then I was already <laughs> good with skates. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So when I I made the, the transition from inland from roller skates to inline skates i started seeing people using inline skates on ramps i was like hmm. how did i never thought about that because like what year was that it was 92 93 about okay. 93 so that's when i started thinking, like yeah i gotta try this so at the same time that i started speed skating i also like started putting money on the side i remember the way that i made money for my first skates my mom used to give me like Back then was Saint-Scouge, which is like 50, ra- 50 cents per day of 50 cents of a euro. Mm-hmm. And I used to put like, if I w- used to put every single day that money on the side, I would make about 15 euros by the end of the month. So mm-hmm. I like for four months, I put some money and then my mom gave me a little bit more and I bought some Rosie Street. And that was actually my first pair of aggressive inline skates. So it took you a while to get there then. Yeah, it was like, and then like, I don't remember exactly what month was it, but like my birthday is November in November. So they gave me like whatever, like 50 euros back then it was in that coin, mm-hmm. like in Shkudus. So they gave me some like 50 euros and then with Christmas, they gave me a little bit more. So I got the money to buy the skates. Mm-hmm. I remember that I bought the skates. I went to the shop and I paid for the skates, but the skates were only going to be, be available like two months later. <laughs> so it was like the worst, like it was the worst two months of oh, my life man. waiting. I, like I was already using man. inline skates. So, Back. I hate paying for something and not, not getting, getting it. it right away. But you know what I was doing? Yeah. I started like, I learned how to roll downstairs. I learned how to do 360s because I never did it before on speed inline skates, like a low boot with five wheels. And most of the guys on my speed skating team, they didn't even have the inline skates yet because they were very expensive. So were they speed skating on? And the, on still on quads. quads. On quads. And me with like the new inline skates, new I was already like jumping wheels, and yeah. like and like you were blasting by leaving them in the dust. Like, yeah, breaking like my I, could, I had to hide it from my f- my father because like the, he, he paid me for the whole skate. Like the skates costed like around eight hundred euros if you translate it to the money now. That's like a thousand dollars something like that. Damn. Back then mm-hmm. we're talking about like ninety three, so there's a lot of money. Yeah. So, but I I couldn't stop myself. So when I got my 
my rosy street back then. Then I started skating, and in two months I broke the frame because I started <laughs> learning how to front flip. And you know, when you try to front flip on those first skates, if you hit the back wheel, it broke. Yeah. Then you were front flipping already. It was whatever I used to see, I wanted to try it. It's like too. grommet stuff, though. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like you know, gr- yeah. grommy fronts. Yeah. You know. I yeah, and, so. when, and when you see it, it's one of those, like, oh, I think I can do this. I've done it on trampoline. I've done it whatever. Yeah, you yeah. Want. I got it on skates. Yeah, you don't think in depth technically with skating, especially I, at that when time. You, when you're younger, too. It's like 360, front flip, back flip. Uh, yeah, exactly. Mute, you know. <laughs> so basically what happened was like I broke my skates and then I didn't have money to buy other skates. I went back and got my quads that I wasn't skating anymore. And I started using the, the old quads that I was using for for speed skating to start going to ramps so i didn't have the money for my second for my second inline skate so i I remember like in nine i don't want to say i don't want to sound like a smart ass or whatever like like in 94 95 that's when i first started seeing 94 maybe started seeing first people doing royales and unities and i didn't have the skates for it so i first learned the royale and the unity on quads what yeah because it's is that how's that possible on those because they have like the ones that i used to use they are like a metal plate there was mm-hmm. no ground box, but it was a metal plate. And the boot used to be like a soccer boot that we used to it's cut. It's soft, isn't it? No, it's very... Nowadays, it's soft, but back then it was like hard plastic. And you oh, had those okay. spikes, not really spikes, like a plastic spike that we used to shave it. So it was like a hard, like almost like a sole plate mm-hmm. with the um, the metal plate. Creating like a little angle. So to do a Royale, you wouldn't need to lean. You just, uh. just a little bit. So back <laughs> then, I could Unity, I could Royale. And then, then I got that inline skates again. I never played with roller skates anymore Jeez. until like because you ago. were like yo now i'm sliding for real <laughs> <laughs> yeah now yeah. i got like the proper shit it was yeah. like some k2 phase totally. or whatever which broke like that's that. probably yeah <laughs> k2 <laughs> that's probably such a such a transition doing like royals and unities and quads to like getting some k2 fatties and be like wait what yeah it's a big difference yeah. having the right like, tool for the job yeah the biggest difference was the hardest part with all <clears throat> these was that i became like I don't know how to say it. I don't know the right words for it, but it's something like I was representing Portugal as a speed skater. I was part of the Portuguese speed skating team when I was 15. I was part of the the main team, like competing with like I remember wow, I used to damn. go to the European Championships and I couldn't like I couldn't go to the the after party and, right, because I wasn't old enough, stuff like that. So I was really training into it and I had a coach and my coach I had to hide that I was going to the ramps. With my why? They, uh, why didn't they, they want you going? Because I was, I was. Do I get hurt? I was training. This guys three, on the Portuguese team. I know. I was, they I didn't want tra- you get hurt. I was training. Team. I was yeah. training three times per day. Some days I, was, I, had, to, I had to go like a part of the train on skates. Or it's like, like the mighty ducks of speed skating. <laughs> it's, it's just. It's That's crazy. It's, it's, the, it's the thing that made me hate it. I started yeah, the hating, training. Right? I, I started. Spe- I started hating speed skating, and not because it's not a cool thing, whatever. Because now they, I just put my skates on and I do it, right. mm. do marathons and stuff. But it's just like because it became like an obligation. Yeah. So the coaching the yes. the stress, and I couldn't do what I was really yeah. enjoying. No freedom, right? It didn't yeah. seem like so much I freedom. Just, I I give up. Mm. I, I remember I trained a full summer three, like three times per day, almost every day mm-hmm. for the whole summer, and when I. When the end of the summer came, like they made like a little last train with the Portuguese team, and they said like we're not gonna take to the World Championships in Argentina because you're very young, you still have time to go there. And How I, I did. I, I was like 15. I, Damn. I, no, 16. Sorry, this time I was 16. And by this time I was 16. And they, they said you're still very young, 
and I did better results than most of the guys of the speed skating team, but they said, you'll have time to do it. And if you're going to do this, you might probably lose your school for the year. You might need to repeat the full year and all that. But for me, that was like the end. And that was the last time that uh, I speed skated. It's just, it's, it's just like, I just, I wasn't feeling it. And then that thing was like, nah. They took your Argentinian trip from you, man. No, that sucks. Yeah, I've still never been to Argentina. But the, 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 <laughs> but, the best thing, but the best thing with that was that after that, I focused on like street skating. Playing, yeah. So when I mean focus is like, I had no one telling me you can't do it. It's just, started doing it more often that was it that's what's so good about it though there's no one pushed like you go at your own pace you want exactly. to do something do it you don't want to do it don't do it yeah it was cool and at the same time it was cool because i also got my parents to support me in, in that because they used to be kind of like a little bit against it mm-hmm. against the street skating stuff because i, I had competition and i had good results yeah, yeah. and all that yeah they were never like that but like they were always super supportive but once i like decided to do something like this is what i love to do it's not about competing or anything, but this is what I love to do. They mm-hmm. started supporting me a lot, and since then, that's, that's great. The only reason why I'm here. That's Did, awesome. Were you saying before that your uh, your parents skated too, or you come no, from? Like, no, my sister. Your my sister? Oh, just your sister. Okay. Yes, I, but I, I was like, how to do with your parents? Yeah, no, but I come from a, a town where there's like a lot of culture in skating. Basically, we have a lot of people doing hockey skating. We used to have like a really good speed skating team, figure mm-hmm. skaters, and there's still people doing it nowadays. But it's very different. And I, and I see a lot of different things, a lot of things that I would love to be different nowadays, but that's something that we can talk about. <laughs> well, you're into all that stuff now anyway, though, with your, is it, it, like, on your YouTube channel, you review a lot of different kinds of skates. You review, you know, aggressive skates, quad skates, mm-hmm. speed skates, and rec blades and stuff like that. Is that something that has to do with your background coming from all these things? Or you would just be interested in that anyway, you think? I think I've always been interested in gear. I've always been like a geek when it comes to skates. You're the opposite but of this guy, by the way. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> we'll at, talk but, about that later. <laughs> but at the same time, I like, I remember like a few, like with all these things that we were talking about, I really wanted to skate. And I remember that. I remember I had this conversation with my father. It was like, he, they, my parents really wanted me to study something. And I remember they're telling, they're telling me like, if you really want to be able to do that, to like when you're like an older person, whatever, you, you might want to try to study something that give you kind of like a a backup for it. Like in case, like as an I, as an example, I, I ended up studying um, sports science. I mean, I got like a degree in sports science that I re- I never really used. I tried to be like a personal trainer for a couple of years, but it's just nothing to do with me. But the whole learning of like the process of training or how to teach like a movement to some someone, you learn how to teach someone. Mm-hmm. And nowadays I try to put all that I learned because I always loved it with my passion, which is skating. I try to put it all together. And I guess that's the reason why I do what I do. I really, I can't imagine myself without it because whoever knows me, they know. Like if I go to skate park, I might be skating with this guy, which is like, dude, it's, it's been one of my favorite skates, skaters since forever. Mm-hmm. And if I see him doing something that... It, you, sometimes you see that someone, even if he's the best guy in the world, if he does something wrong, I can't just shut and not tell him. Like, <laughs> I can't, man. It, it might yeah. seem rude. No, good. No, be no, honest. But it might seem rude, but it's not because I'm not saying like you're bad. It's nothing like that. I just want to like see you. Like I just want to see you do it. That's yeah. it. It's To me, it's more rude to be dishonest. Be honest, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I just, I just mean. Don't be. You could be honest without being, you know, a dick. It's like when someone has like spinach stuck between their teeth. Like, do you tell them? Do you not tell them? Yeah, it's like embarrassing to tell them. You but have like, to. yeah, you have yeah, to. Yeah. Or else you're a jerk. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, um, so yeah, like you're saying, like it's so much of your life, and you get to this point, you start, you find the blades, um, the K two fatties, and you incorporate it in your life to the point where you travel the world. It takes you to South Africa. You had a skate shop. Dude, it's crazy. Right? No, yeah, it's I know. The, the whole story behind that is just mad. Like if I, do you want to... How did you do, end up in do, South Africa? Do, do you have time? It's crazy because yeah. basically... I'm going to go get a slice. Is that okay? I'm just kidding. Go, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's just weird because I remember one of the most important things for me in skating was getting having someone... I, I That was the time that I started doing shows in Portugal for... Um, uh, association, whatever you call it, called Radical Skate Club. Was it Launchbox or what? They made like they had like a, a Launchbox, they had like quarter pipes, rails, whatever. They had like a whole. It was the circuit from this the skateboarding nationals. They used nice. to go around into a lot of places, and they invited a couple of inline skaters, and I was one of the guys like on the second and third year. And one of the guys that used to do the demos with me, I never told him this, but his name was Bruno Monteiro. He was the only guy in Portugal before whatever I'm gonna speak after. A, to be like he was the first guy to be sponsored by like a team like internationally he was sponsored by K2 and they used to send him skates with like his own color like the custom skates mm-hmm. and all that he was amazing so he, he was the one before you <laughs> he, he was way back then he was just way ahead of everyone else in hmm. Portugal so I remember him telling me once in one of those things like mm, there's no way no one in Portugal will ever be able to leave from skating <laughs> that thing Damn. it mean that in a way that I, I it's it might seem weird, but for me, that thing just hit me in the head in a way that I was like, no, it's got to be possible. <laughs> but somehow, it's like, it's got to be possible. You took it as a challenge more uh, than like... Maybe, uh, maybe. And, but uh, somehow along the way, it's ca- I kind of like, yeah, I got into university. I started studying sports, like I told you. And I went into Erasmus to Hungary. And this was about the time that I came to California. When I came to California, I made a couple shots, like a couple of pictures, in, like, like the, the negative acid that you said, and a couple more with Ryan Schutte, Dan Bust. I stayed with them. Like I said, with the best photographers. I met all the best guys, but I was this Portuguese guy that no, that no one would ever care about because it was just a Portuguese guy, you know? Mm-hmm. So then... What do you mean, just a Portuguese, just a Portuguese guy? guy? It's different, hey, just man. just a Portuguese guy. No, but back then, it's different, man. Back then, mm. it's like... You you would need. Why do you think so many people wanted to move to California? And right, like in terms of like the blading scene, it was exposure. Wasn't, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it was not the, well known in terms yeah. of. Gotcha. Okay. I, I could have like good shots, whatever, but yeah. it's no one knows. So it's, mm. Deli yeah. bread was like a, a thing, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like you, yeah. you could have a good shot, and these other guy had a good shot, but you were Billy. The other guy was no one. Oh, so of course, it was yeah. yours. Yeah, because the, the kids want. Yeah, so totally. That's, that's what happened. So yeah, no one the, wanted to especially use. Especially in that time when they were trying to build people. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. So, so yeah, what happened was, I came back to Europe. I remember Ollie called me one day. Hey, you got a picture on Daily Bread? Like just yeah. like a double spread page was just the front side or whatever in San Diego. But I, in Portugal, that was not even Daily Bread back then. So whatever. Uh, I went to an event. I went to an event that they weekend. They didn't have. Daily bread in Portugal. We had for a couple of years, but then we stopped having it. <laughs> so you couldn't oh, even man. see it. I didn't saw that. <laughs> I, and Sorry, whatever. So I then I, I went to this event. Was the X Battle? Was the finals of the the X Battle in Madrid? That Mark Moreno was there. Yeah. It was actually the first time that I met Mark. I think I might have met. Was no. That, was, was that the one with the? No, no. That was that, that was, was another yeah, one. Okay, that was after. Gotcha. It was before that. Okay. So basically, 
I went to that event and like my favorite skaters back then was there. Were there? It was like Ollie Short and Friedel and Elbow. They were Ooh. both there. They were like my favorite skaters. Mm. Yeah, from, Frito from, is so good. From the whole world, they were yeah. both there. Yeah, and I ended up winning that. I don't don't ask me how. I always like started raining, and I was just like pumped to. Did they compete? What year was that? Yeah, they all. Comp- you beat your favorite skaters. Oh man, I, I would. <laughs> you know, the, the, of course you did. The, the truth <laughs> is, like, I think it started raining, and most other people probably didn't skate. Probably that's what happened. I don't know. I do know that I was so pumped. Probably yeah. because of the picture of Daily Bread. <laughs> yeah. And oh, that, shit, that's Ricardo from Daily Bread. <laughs> yeah. No, man. Like, yeah, Mr. Yeah, yeah. Frontside. Oh, Mr. Shit. Frontside. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's Ricardo from Daily Bread. <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid, probably. But it's just no. like, I was pumped. Totally. So it's I, I ended up winning that event, and Kato was there. Okay. So Kato back then told me, like, man, if you come to California, I might give you some skates and we can do something. Oh, nice. So then I was in contact with He Ryan. was always good in supporting the European scene, yeah. you know? He, because he's an European. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I knew Kato from before that. Before that, I had, like, a good result, like, in a street skating event, like, in the south of France, mm-hmm. in Montpellier, but that was way before. Yeah. And then I ended up getting back home and telling my parents, like, it's the time. Like, if I go to California right now, I might actually be able to do something with skating. It's for the people watching these now that just get into skating now, they don't understand. For the people that mm-hmm. were in skating, like back then, they might mm-hmm. understand it was like a different time. Yes. Right. It was possible to actually leave from skating. I yeah. never thought it would be possible for me, yeah. even if I had the, the challenge that mm-hmm. we spoke before. Mm-hmm. But what happened was that my parents are like, okay, like, let's try to do it. I would, we're going to try to support you. And my parents really paid my trip. I had no money, no nothing. Oh, and damn. they paid my trip. I told Ryan Shudi that I was coming. And back then he was like already more in, inside the Libre than it was the first time that I, I've been in in California. So when I came, he was like, man, if you come here, we might be able to do like an interview with you. Especially if you're going to be skating for Rams, we can do something with it. Yeah. I came the first day that I tried the Rams. It was the first pair of Rams. Mm. Uh, I got that clip that was on, probably don't remember, the clip that was on, on the um, four by four video leading the blind i did like a negative acid like into like a gap whatever mm-hmm. i tried it a few times and then i did like a, a true mizu to gap like a few times too and i just on like a ledge or a rail or was it yeah it's like these ledge that starts like kind of low and then ends like high oh i know that spot yeah. it's like insanity goes down over yeah. the thing yeah, yeah. i yeah, did yeah, negative yeah. acid but no, there was no that, landing I that landed, ledge is crazy but i landed like in a thing there was like a land like a two meters land like yeah six feet land yeah and then it was like dirt whatever they were like in const- there was some construction work mm-hmm. so i tried it a few times i ended up busting my heel i was in california for two weeks and the first week and a half i couldn't skate so i was like putting pressure on myself the last three days i need to really skate mm-hmm. i was like i need to skate because if i skate i can mm-hmm. get that interview thing right oh, yeah. again the portuguese guy was coming whatever <laughs> so the last three days i was like feeling better and the first trick that i go out to try to do was just like a unity on like this metal like it was a drop ledge like mm-hmm. kind of like a rail whatever wooden like i don't even know how it was it i know that i came i landed like with my foot like all bent whatever and I thought I twisted my ankle, my ankle, which a few years later I ended up realizing it was broken, which I never treated as a broken foot. Years, years later? later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I realized it when, after, because I couldn't do anything for about three, four months. Hmm. Did uh, you go to the hospital? Or? No, I was in California. I took like as much stuff that I could just do. Oh my okay. God. This, this is <laughs> just like you taught about the cheap tickets. I'm going to teach everyone. <laughs> if you're in California... Go to the hospital. They gotta, they gotta take care of you over there. They would have taken care of you, man. I don't know, man. I, I know that like everyone gave me like pills. I took them. I slept, <laughs> I, I slept for three days. Oh. I got back <laughs> home. For three days. I, I got back home like on 
crutches and then from then like i couldn't do anything for like about one and a half month yeah and after that i moved to hungary to to study the second semester of my third year of sports science you, when you, i got I, there, I didn't know you moved to hungary for yeah, that. yeah, yeah i moved there for two years in B- a row budapest uh gyor which is a little bit south but then i used to go to budapest every weekend or to vienna that's wow. why i started getting along with the guys from dmeg but we'll get there later. Hmm. so the thing is then when i got to 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 budapest i remember that i got this message i think it was from justin now justin from one justin isinger saying like man we don't have your pictures we can't really do anything but we do have the pictures that you did from your last time in california the one pictures that i told you they had a couple of pictures but mm-hmm. no one could use because it was just a portuguese, you're portuguese guy <laughs> <laughs> so i was like yeah but you're not skating with rams and now you're about to start skating for rams so what you want to do i was like man i think kato will not get mad at me because it's my only opportunity to do it mm-hmm. and then we can actually do something with it so they went ahead and do the whole part like it was like a four or five pages what were we skating mm-hmm. in the first time usds okay so the day the thing came out the exact same day the thing came out i was living in hungary by myself i remember i went to the library and i was just checking my email i don't even know why i was checking my email when i was uh, like in 2004 or whatever <laughs> it was like probably because of the school whatever mm-hmm. so i went to check my email and i had an email from mark corty asking me if i wanted to skate they would pay me a salary they would give me a a pro skate like a Gryken skate that before that I used to talk with Oli Short we discussed the colors of the Oli Short skate that then he moved to Rosses and that skate was about to become my pro skate which never happened but doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> but so like in the so end, Ali like, was going to get a pro USD that was going to be your yeah. USD and then it didn't yeah. happen anyway <laughs> but, but that was my fault that's okay. it but anyway so the thing is I remember I was in that library in Hungary and I was like reading that and like somehow I had like a little like tear coming down like Dude, that guy told me that would never be possible to make one single cent from skating. It wasn't a good salary, but it was something. Mm. That was right. a brand that was about... No, you gotta, you gotta right. start somewhere. So for yeah. me, that was like a huge thing. Totally. And then like, I don't know, it's just like... It was like European pro for USD, whatever. But then from then, I never really stopped. And then uh, I spoke with Kato. What do you mean European pro? If you're pro, you're pro, man. It was back then, it wasn't, it wasn't the same. Especially it's because... Nowadays, even all pros weren't treated equally. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not Inequality in blading. Yeah. There, there, there was a time that I didn't even understood the team, which was there was pro, there was international. Yeah, there, there was international Euro, pro, yeah. Which I don't know what that means, but it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, uh, it kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah, anyway. but it's. Uh, international I mean, from where? Like, by international. America. By yeah, international, like, I think they just mean that it's not. It's a pro, but not from America. It would be Carlos Pianowski. Daniel right. Prell, whatever. Okay. <clears throat> and that was it. <laughs> so so we're going through this journey, but we still haven't gotten to how you got to you South, know, Africa. South Africa. Okay. so Because you're just traveling through the world now. You're going to California. Now, now you're hungry. in Hungary. For work or for school. <laughs> yeah, I started, so like, now I, what? I finished my graduation. Uh, when I really finished my graduation, I just like, I wanted to start working on something that was related to what I studied. And I thought like skate, leaving from skating is not a thing somehow after a couple of years on it and i i tried to leave from like being a personal trainer which i did i had like good salary and whatever i could live in lisbon mm-hmm. but my body wasn't good because of falls like the one i had in cali that i never treated and right. all like so my feet were never the same my feet like even now if i skate a lot if there's impact my feet will just swallow like right. crazy so somehow i started skating a little bit less but i, I used I was still skating and there's a day that my car just broke. I had to go to work. So I bought a bike. 
just to move around. Then a guy like, you know, I guess you're the same. You get a bike, you need the bike to move around, but it's just so addicted to just doing tricks and just challenging yourself. You start pushing a little bit more and then spending money because the bikes is break, are breaking and all that stuff. And then in the end, when I realized I was actually going full on the bike and I was learning how to grind, and, and then I was like, dude, if... If this I is like fixed gear bike you're talking yeah, about, not it, BMX. Yeah, okay. fixed gear bike. If I can roll on the grass and do this ledge, that means that all these ledges that I want, always wanted to do on inline skates that land on dirt or on grass, I can do them with this. So I was like, dude, I just need to learn how to do rails. And then I ended up getting better at it. You were hitting rails on a fixed gear bike. Somehow it just... That's be crazy. Be because I had the skater's mentality, you know? Yeah. yeah this is the sp for me, this is the only way to ride a spot. There's... I couldn't mm -hmm. imagine myself doing those spinning things. On yeah. <laughs> but I'm not complaining. I, 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 I really wish I had the patience to learn or like the will to learn that. I couldn't. Mm -hmm. I wanted to challenge myself and like feel that adrenaline, which nowadays I don't really need it the same mm -hmm. way anymore. But I started riding my bike like that. And I started working for a company that makes skate parks in Portugal. That was the time that we started getting a little bit more in contact. Right. Because I used to travel a lot just to make parks and make projects and all that. In one of the projects, I had to go to Angola. And I went to Angola for an event. I made a little documentary called... Uh, I don't remember, sorry. Yeah, so that was cool. Yeah, about skating in Angola. Whatever. I don't really remember the name. But then I got invited for another event. And after my first time going to Angola, back then I was married. And... Me and my ex-wife, things were just not working between us. We're like really good friends. Even now we're good friends, but things were not working between the two of us. So we split and I was like, I was a bit lost, like, which is perfectly normal. And this company from Angola invited me to go to another show. So I went to the show and when I got there, they spent like a million dollars for a show. And the whole thing was just a mess. It was like really bad. For a million dollars and it was a mess? Yeah, but Angola is, used to be like, a country where there's there used to be a lot of money because of the oil so imagine how can i explain it like you you would pay like probably 20 dollars for a pack of four yogurts it was like that jeez yeah and then their economy crashed whatever it doesn't matter the thing is like i got there and i realized the whole thing was wrong and i was like talking to a guy like hey who's organizing this and I was like, it's me. I was like oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry but like you guys I, I was like i'm like i'm like Sorry, but you guys are like doing dude, this. a lot of things that dude, this kind of sucks. Man. No, yeah, yeah. it's just kind of <laughs> like that. Like this was sorry, but there's a lot of things that you should be doing different. It's like, yeah, we really need help. Would you be into help? And like, like I would love a piece to. of that million dollars, and I'll help a little yeah, bit. Yeah. No, <laughs> it, it was not really like that. I'm joking, like, I'm joking. Yeah, it was, what happened was like the next day, the event was still happening, and they picked me up. They took me to like a fancy hotel in Angola, which is like I didn't even know those things exist there. <laughs> and I was speaking to a guy, and it was just like man we need your help so what do you think we need and like first thing that you need to have like a successful show it's to not have like a 15 days the same show every single day you need to concentrate it because whoever is coming to see it if there's 15 different ones you will never they, they wanted like powerful shots with a lot of people in it but they do it for 15 days no one there will never be the day that everyone is there mm -hmm. so if you concentrate it's going to be different i told them why don't you go and you see like a nitro circus which is the top of the top that you can have in action sports shows. yeah and let's try to go to a city that is very similar to hmm. so this is somewhat recently then that was like 
six years ago, seven <clears throat> years ago. Okay. This something which is similar to what you want to do, mm-hmm. like a sh- action sports show, but like the best in the world, and then you can actually compare, yeah. like a bad one you did <laughs> to something. <laughs> so they were like, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's maybe let's look at the map. Let's go to Mexico City. Mm-hmm. Two days before Mexico City, Travis Pastrana <clears throat> broke his leg. Oh no! And oh, I got shit. an email saying the show is canceled. <laughs> and I could, you know what? Are you kidding? They the can't show do the show it. without him? The show, they didn't back then. What? So I was like, you know what? I got my tickets. The guy didn't want to go. I went to Mexico for two days. Like myself. <laughs> oh, I went nice. like, I didn't have a bike or anything. I went to the bike shop because back then I was starting to be a little bit known mm-hmm. for biking. So I went to a bike shop. The guys helped me there. So I went out. I partied with the local guys in Mexico City. I flew back to Portugal. Two weeks later, I was flying to South Africa because it was the second city that would be somehow close to Luanda. So we flew to Cape Town. I landed in Cape Town. Two other guys were like my bosses, like the guys from the company. I was being, uh, at this time, I was having a contract with these guys mm-hmm. to be a consultant for this company. It was an action, it was an um, energy drink company called mm-hmm. Speed. And I was sitting with these guys watching the show. The show ended, they went back to the hotel. We had, we had food. They went back to the hotel. I was like, man, I actually want to go out. And I never, ever go out by myself. I went out by myself and I found my wife. It's just weird. <laughs> I went to an 80s place. I found this girl that was completely drunk. I got completely <laughs> drunk. We didn't know each other's name. And now we have a two and a half years old daughter and we have another kid on the way. It wasn't made then, of course. But like, what happened? <laughs> yeah. what First happen- day. Uh, what <laughs> happened was like... I. That happens though. Yeah, but like it, it was, it was kind of weird because I we didn't even change names or like numbers, whatever. But I remember when I left the left the place where I was, which is called Deco Dance. <laughs> it's just a weird name. But I left and like because the, her friends didn't know who I was, I wrote my phone number in one of her friends, and just like <laughs> this is this is me in case something happens, she's with me, and I left. The next day, she got back to her friends, and like. We never spoke again. Like I landed in Holland for the Winter Clash. After that, I went from Cape Town to the Winter Clash. I was saying good Adrian Ann, and this girl just sent me a message. Hey, I hope you made a good trip. This, this is Janice, the girl that you met. Like, no and then way. your heart fluttered. We started talking yeah. a lot. A few months later, she was coming to Europe. She came to visit me. I came to visit her in South Africa, and I was like, I got back to Portugal. Like I went back to my boss, like the skate park guy that I was building. I was like, sorry, man. I have this consultant job that can give me enough money for me to survive. I'm going to risk it. And that's what I did. I flew to South Africa without knowing what, I was, what was going to happen, but I just risked it. To and live with it her. Was, it was the best thing that I've done. Oh, shit. I got there, like, pff, the company from Angola never paid me again. <laughs> Somehow, they had, like, it's not, they ended up paying me, like, two, a few months ago, which was amazing. It helped me buying a car in Portugal when I moved back, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> so basically, they couldn't pay me because there was like a huge economical crisis. Mm. I had to find ways to survive. And in my ways to survive, I ended up creating a shop, which is still there. We moved back to Portugal after living four and a half years in South Africa for the safety of our daughter. Because South Africa, it's an amazing place, mm. especially Cape Town. It's amazing. But we were feeling like to raise a child, we would love to be in a place that we could give her a little bit more freedom and there's something that always it was a bit frustrating for me which i don't want to be that touch like in such a sensitive thing but i don't want my kid to grow up saying black and white Mm. i i i grew up 
looking at you and if you're black or white for me it's the exact same mm-hmm. it doesn't matter as long as you have the skill you have the job mm-hmm. and i was living course, in a yeah. place that was completely different and i don't want to discuss the reasons because it was way before me and i understand some of the things i don't understand others but it's also not my role to try to understand racism happening in south africa but it's my role to give the best to my daughter and that's why i moved back to portugal it was mm-hmm. the best thing that i did Makes and sense. you and you left the skate shop in South Africa. It's still, still working. We have like someone that started working with us two years before we moved. So basically, mm-hmm. the last year we were preparing. His name is Mo. Mm-hmm. We were preparing Mo to to become like the shop manager. And my wife, her job in Portugal because she doesn't speak Portuguese, so you can imagine it's really mm-hmm. hard for right. her to get like a job. But she's managing Mo, basically all the orders that we do and all this. And it's small. It's a small business. She but was we, working on the shop in South Africa too, or no? Uh, no, she wasn't. Okay, so she just started doing that. Yeah, she was a, um, a visual merchandiser for actually like a big company from the UK. But mm. she chose again. We yeah for we, her daughter. Yeah, it's what the best we could have done to mm-hmm. like in in this time of our life. It was important. Right. And now we have a second one coming, so we'll see how it goes. That's good. Congratulations That's on awesome. that, by Congrats, the way. Yeah. Thank you. You got a whole like life just fucking just changed around. Everything just changed. It's been like, yeah, what a story. At man. least you're back in a familiar place, though. At least for yourself. Yeah. I mean, your wife might be struggling a little bit, but you got some sort of edge no, on she, it. She's she's getting there, and we both know why we're doing it. And at the same time, because of my job role nowadays, I get to travel a bit, and we get to travel together. Mm-hmm. Because in Europe, it's a lot easier to travel. So, it's actually that's awesome working for. Is she learning Portuguese? She's learning Portuguese. Yeah. Slowly, but it's getting there. What about your, are you raising your daughter to speak English or Portuguese first? Yeah. So first, what we were doing was our, um, when we were in South Africa and we didn't knew that we wanted to move to Portugal yet, mm. I used to speak Portuguese with her and mm. my wife used to speak English and all the cartoons and all the things that the kids watch, we were watching in Portuguese because in school, like in kindergarten, she was having like English education. But one year before we moved to Portugal, we decided it wouldn't make sense to me speaking Portuguese with her. Like, let's just embrace the English mm. and whatever we do, it's in English because she's going to have a Portuguese education. And that's what's happening yeah. right now. She's speaking English with us easy and she goes to school and she asks for everything in Portuguese. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So she's growing. In she's a step ahead of everyone. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. A step ahead of the game. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really good for her. That's awesome. So, Congrats, man. That's badass. <laughs> I feel like it would be a crime to have you on here and not talk about some sort of gear or stuff that you'll be doing on your YouTube channel. Okay. Um, you've grown a lot on YouTube. You have a nice following and you're not biased towards a specific type of, like you, what's, what's your tagline? Um, my name is Ricardo and I'm a wheel addict. Yeah. So you like all types of wheels, sports. You do quad skating, aggressive skating inline, I guess like rec skating, speed skating, all that stuff. Fix your bike. Do you do fix your bike stuff on your channel yeah i do some stuff do you? okay i never seen I, haven't, I haven't been riding bikes that often especially since i moved to south africa because when i first moved i had no car and that was my way to move around mm-hmm. and if i wouldn't if my bike would break in certain places it would be actually dangerous mm-hmm. so i use my bike as transportation mm-hmm. and then once i bought a scooter just to move around like a moped i ended up not using my bike that much there mm-hmm. because if i wanted to go street skating like street like street riding a bike you break parts the whole time and you can't get them in south africa oh and, shit and now since i moved back to portugal i actually had to bring so much stuff like bring packing five years of your life it's 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 not easy 
but like, I couldn't bring the bike which I'm bringing back in December. So that's it, it's there. So but the bike's on hold. Yeah, it's there, but it's not there. You know, it's but it's also something that is a lot harder on my body, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's not where I am right now. I feel like the bike would be easier on your body than skating. It would, it would, if I wouldn't be thinking of the rails and. Yeah. Oh, okay. You got to keep no. your mind off that yeah, shit. I guess. About riding, riding, and riding. Yeah, I guess what that's he was doing. Things. Yeah. So. But with your channel now, you do like you do reviews, product reviews, and stuff like that. What's like your favorite? You do podcasts <coughs> and stuff also, and all those things, and you travel a lot. You do like mm-hmm. vloggy type of things. What's your favorite aspect of your YouTube channel that you love doing? The thing that I like the most is like going to places and actually record a video of it the re- like it's kind of like this traveling vlogging stuff, stuff yeah. if you want to call it but mm-hmm. the reason why i like it so much is because i feel like i'm making like writing something that even if no one watches it in 10 years from now for yourself can go and watch it mm-hmm. it's it's kind of weird i don't know if you any probably no one that is watching my stuff nowadays like it because <laughs> it's the truth because i i became like r- really oriented to skating but one of my first videos was the day that we find out that my my wife was pregnant so we got that like the day that I went to buy like the pregnancy test and like oh, it's yeah. actually those type of things mm-hmm. for me are important. Like the same with skating. Skating is such a big part of my life mm-hmm. and being able to yesterday being in Toronto mm-hmm. and meeting someone that I just met through the internet, but he's like he's probably the biggest YouTuber right now. His name is Bill Stoppard and going out and skate with a guy that's completely different from me. He's it's someone with like a with a hockey ice hockey background that could never make it in ice hockey so he's in line skates and for mm-hmm. me to be able to skate with someone like that just skating around the city you know mm-hmm. it was it's cool for me nowadays that's and he's like the biggest you're saying he's like the biggest blading youtuber probably yeah he's probably has 80,000 something people following wow. whatever he's doing but at the same time come on I guys guess, subscribe like <laughs> no, 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 I, I, go I, to I, our page <laughs> share our videos come on we gotta catch up with my boy this is very <laughs> I, I can give some tips to the people watching this to make this thing grow which is very very important there's one thing that okay. sometimes people do they don't understand you know like when a video come out like your videos the, mm-hmm. why it's so important for the people to actually subscribe and, and click on that bell that you always say mm-hmm. why it's so important is because when the video comes out the faster the people started watching and the more people, the more of your video people watches it, the more YouTube is going to suggest it to other mm-hmm. people. And sometimes if you, if you put a video in the wrong time of the day, and that's why it's so good what you do, like you record the live, but then you take it off and then you actually upload like a proper file. Right. It's important when the proper file comes out that the people watches it. Mm-hmm. And as fast as they can. It's not like, oh, I'm going to watch it like later. So the speed that someone clicks on it matters also? Yes, because the fastest the engagement is, the more they like it's resulting. Let's mm. not forget, it's a business for YouTube. Of yeah. course, This yeah. is a business. Mm. So you, you, you do videos more than... This is getting a bit geeky for YouTube, but yeah. when your videos are more than 10 minutes, which most, most of your yeah. videos are, you can choose where you want the ads to be, right. meaning that you mm. can have more than one ad. Mm. Yeah. YouTube wants to have longer than 10 minutes videos. So by having longer than 10 minutes, they're going to suggest your video a bit more. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can have a few ads, if they're going to be able to play the ads, means that they're going to make money. Mm-hmm. They make 45% of whatever profit you do with, even if it's not a lot, it's a little bit, but mm-hmm. they do a little bit with you, a little bit with me, a little bit with Bill, a little bit whatever. Mm-hmm. And in the end, they get yeah. the biggest. And I think that's why, like, I heard, like, the interactions matter. Like, people, like, you know, commenting and sharing because yes, those yes. Th- those things, like, YouTube notices that as well. It's, I was telling this to, to Austin, too. Like, another thing which is really important, and I know a lot of people hate it, and I try not to do it, that, how do you call it? when people put a picture of something or a text 
or like a, a title and it's not really what the video clickbait you yeah mean? the whole clickbait thing mm-hmm. it's really bad but you need to be smart people probably make a ton of money off that though yeah, of yeah, course. Like uh, no, not in, really yeah. because the, the AI nowadays, like for for YouTube, they, they have like, there's even websites where you can put the link of your video and it's going to rake, rate your video according to your thumbnail. If it's, if it goes with your See, that's title. that's crazy. I didn't know any of that yeah, stuff. It, yeah. If it goes according to your title with your description. So there's three very important things. Your title, your description, and your tags should match should have at least some stuff that match at least the main title mm. the title of your video needs to be in the description and needs to be one of the tags mm. obviously nowadays things are less and less important because the most important thing is actually the engagement as fast as possible because youtube don't want to make ten dollars tomorrow if they can make it in five minutes right right so if, you, if they, they don't make, want something sitting on the show if they're making 10 minutes with you in five minutes they're gonna suggest it more and then they're gonna end up making 20 euros with you right. like in 25 minutes so the, mm. in the end they just they want people to engage with their videos as fast as possible and they're gonna end up suggesting the videos there's a and whole science behind all this social media and that's like stuff remember when like <clears throat> about two weeks ago i told you like you i think you uploaded like one of those short videos yeah and it was Too really soon before the other yeah, one and i was telling you like usually there's a spike that takes the thing kind of varies goes different from time to time because they keep on changing when people start catching up they change it Mm-hmm. But when you upload a video, it kind of there's like a spike that goes about 48 hours. So about 48 hours, they wouldn't suggest the video that much. Unless mm-hmm. someone, for some reason, like if like a big website or whatever posts your video, right. and a lot yeah. of people start watching and then like, oh, there's, there's a spike. Yeah, and start they suggest it again. Yeah. Right. But in general, you want to wait to that spike. When you see that spike is going down, there's no way down. Mm-hmm. It's not really no views. That's the time to post another one. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times what we do is like, I do it a lot too, because a lot of times I just don't care about the way it goes. I just, I'm so excited. Just about something. Something. I'm just yeah. so excited about something. I just right. do it. I know totally. it's not yeah. the best for the channel mm-hmm. because if I I'm wait, sure a lot of people do that too. Yeah. But yeah. you just want to get it out there. Yeah. Because sometimes I'm just so excited about like being here or meeting something or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just want to do it. But the way to do it in order to grow is by that mm-hmm. most important thing other than the title of everything or anything else it's the thumbnail. It's the most important thing. Mm. With yours now, it's from what I see, uh, that's what I was telling you, it's, a, it's cleaner than, than it was mm. and it's like a, a logo that people start recognizing. Mm-hmm. But if it was something like, like a shark with an open mouth, like whatever, well, I'm not <laughs> telling you to do anything like yeah. that, but it's something that... Right. When you when you put it really small, when you see it on the phone, it's like, wow, oh, what's this? It's be recognizable. It's got to make it attractive. Yeah, yeah, it needs to be attractive as small like you need to put it really small because most of the people they will see it like this size. On yeah, it's true. Like an inch. Wow. Yeah. That's what like eighty five percent of the people would watch it from mm-hmm. phone. Yeah. That's man. First of all, you're like a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> like, Social guru. Y- you know your <laughs> you know your stuff, and yeah, we appreciate that. And oh yeah, definitely. I'm sure all, a lot of people. Appreciate all the other YouTubers that. out here, like I'm sure, like really happy, like happy to hear that knowledge. Uh-huh. Um, I want to, if we can pull it back to you and your skating, yeah. if we could, of course. Mm-hmm. And I got, I gotta, I gotta ask because hearing all this stuff and, you know, such a long trip you've been on with your skating two and a half years old, you know, you've mm-hmm. been in California, you, you know, school in Hungary, you went to Angola, South America, South Africa, you've come mm-hmm. back and you're still going so strong. You're like me getting up in the numbers and age and you seem like a man on a mission. Yeah. Yeah. What's your mission? I want to make more people skate. I don't want this thing. This thing will 
as long as I can, will never die. Hmm. I will like do everything that I can. Like the reason why I do it, like that's, and I'm not cashing anything. Mm -hmm. I can't complain. I actually can live from skating nowadays. I put everything that I can into skating. At the moment, I'm here because if some people watch my videos and see that sometimes I say like if they use a certain code, which is code Lino on Adam Skate or mm -hmm. Bladeville, they get 10% discount from this code. The shop also pays me 10%. Hmm. They don't pay me because what I want to do with those 10%, I usually either buy gear or I buy trips to make more content. Hmm. That's the reason why I'm here. Mm -hmm. I'm here because Mirik from Adam Skate, from the stuff that people bought using my code, paid for my trip here. I could have chosen just to put the money on my pocket for something. Mm -hmm. I, I chose to come here and put my time into something that... I knew that no one was going to do. So I asked John if someone was going to do the live stream for, for Blading Cup. No. Okay. So I'll do it. I don't ask, I don't want anything from it. You I, want, you want to keep this culture it. that we have alive. Dude, I, I want to, I want more people to, to skate. That's it. And that's why I started working with the company that I work with for two reasons. Number one, I need to leave and I need, so going back a little bit, I started working with a company called micro, mm -hmm. which there's a little bit of, thing around it i can talk about it or not it's probably i'm not probably the right person to talk about it because a lot of the things happened before me okay but i can't talk whatever we'll see how it goes but the thing is <laughs> you can talk if you want man yeah, so we'll see <laughs> it's i don't have a problem about it but what i'm saying like let me just try to explain what happened but like the first ever meeting that i had with this company my priority number one is my family my priority number two is my passion for skating and I need to find ways to make this thing going. I, the only way for me to be able to leave from skating is by making skating succeed. I don't want to steal anything from anyone. Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to fail. I want everyone. I want you to succeed. I want everyone that has something related to skating to succeed. I don't want to steal anyone's piece of the cake. I want the cake to grow. I feel mm -hmm. what you're saying. Like you, you, can't, you can't leave till your work's done. It's like one of those things, right? Like you got to like, it's, you won't feel right leaving if it's not finished. Mm -hmm. You know, I know what you're saying. I, I, I don't think I will ever. Well, leave. no, we're not, fin even, not finished, yeah, but, but you know what I mean? Like in, in, in a good place. At yeah, least, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's basically, it's the, I think that the easiest way to explain, and I had a conversation with Matthias about mm -hmm. this two weeks ago. Matthias is the owner of Power Slide mm -hmm. two years ago, two weeks ago, which we, we have a really good relationship even if i don't work anymore matthias if you want to sponsor our uh, show just head us up <laughs> jump street podcast by the way com. i think that the guys from <laughs> that'd be lovely like, i think the guys from um adam skate have been trying to podcast to we talked to him yeah. at uh winter yeah. clash and then they're waiting on your email if you want my to, email i was waiting on his email to support our show okay now you know they want they're okay. happy to do ads on the show okay moving forward uh, okay sorry Mark. okay no no again so what i was saying is <laughs> um, about just growing the sport and yeah, your, 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 I, I had this conversation with Matthias about yeah. like how I cannot, I cannot understand if anyone in skating, as a person, as a company, as whatever, wants to grow their part of skating by sorry the expression, but by sticking the finger somewhere in someone. That's not how things work for me. Sorry. I can't. It's just like, for me, the only way to grow skating is by being together. And it's like, I keep saying, I had this conversation with more than one person. Like, I love what John Hulu is doing. I love it. It's very, very important for all of us. It gives us hope. 
in aggressive skating. But when I see comments like I saw the other day, someone saying, if you're not supporting them skates, you must be whatever. It makes no sense at all. Like there is no industry that will ever survive with one company only. Mm. We need more than one. People mm. need to have variety. That's true. And then we see a lot of people also saying like, yeah, but they don't invest in new molds. And like, let's be realistic about things. To make a new skate from scratch, the whole mold costs at least $100,000. Yeah. And like, there's not one size. And like, oh, but they only made three sizes. Because it costs money. Yeah. Why don't you make size 48, 49, 50? Because there's not enough yeah. market for it. And it's up to us to create that market mm -hmm. instead of just blaming on the companies. We can do something. Being whatever company, being the company that I work with or being the company I don't work with. It's like, it doesn't matter. I, I don't care about making anyone fail. I care about the sport succeed. And that's why I'm happy to to do what I do. And that's why I want to do and invest my time on something. And that's why I think that kids in skating, it's such an important thing. And a lot of people are not saying it yet. You're supporting every company too, pretty much. That's what you're saying. Like you support everybody. Yeah, and, and you could tell that from the videos and stuff you post too, because you'll you'll be riding like Rosies one week, and then you're riding like Sebas the next. Yeah, but this is something. This is something that it's in my contract. I'm working as it, which might be really weird for some people, because as a marketing manager for a brand, you're supposed to just market that brand. That brand, yeah. But it's my YouTube channel. It's my personal project, mm -hmm. and I wouldn't be loyal to to myself and to anyone. To your viewers too. If I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Do it the way that so in my contract states that my youtube channel it's my personal project now let's not be stupid here and it's the truth is if i i usually skate with the skates of the company that supports me mm -hmm. and al allow me to leave from it mm -hmm. it's the truth so if someone is going to to watch my videos to watch a review or whatever they're gonna end up watching me skate with the skates that I skate on a daily basis yeah. because I'll review a Rosie's skates mm -hmm. or I'll review whatever. Mm -hmm. I'll skate with Rosie's skates on aggressive. On aggressive skates, I don't have a connection to any brand. I'll skate whatever I want. Yeah. Same with quad skates. Mm -hmm. So in the end, the company that it's attached to me also ends up benefiting a little bit, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, definitely. It shows It shows like your loyalty to what you do. And I'm not going to say you owe it to your viewers, but like when you ride, you support what you want to support. And it's about passion. Yeah, it's, man. That's all I can tell. It's, I, I, it, yeah, it, yeah. I, like not to cut you off, but I'm just saying. I think it shows an honesty that yeah. someone has to respect. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's exactly. It, yeah. It's it's. What there's some things that I say in my videos that might seem stupid. A lot of people get mad when I say, "Yeah, hello, my name is Ricardo." Hola. I say hola because I'm Portuguese and that's how I say hello. Mm -hmm. I'm Ricardo. My name is Ricardo Lino. And I'm a wheel addict because it's the truth. I don't know how to live with it mm -hmm. and. I mean, Miskin is to do it too. Yeah, two and a half. But it's not even about this. I just don't know how to live it. I, I don't know. Yeah. I do not know. And like, mm -hmm. I think most of you guys are actually the same. Like, you yeah. know, if you don't do it for a while, like your girlfriends, your wives or whatever, they start feeling like, just put the skates can on. You go? Go. Yeah, can you go? <laughs> yeah. Can you go skate? Yeah. And then like the way that I finish all my videos the same way. Don't forget why we all started skating. And it's mm -hmm. the exact truth. We all started for the same reason. Some of us kind of like lost along the way, lost the, the roots. Totally. Uh, and we forget all of us, including myself. Totally. There was times that I actually were like, wasn't too like, I need to make money here or I need, yeah. to, need to do this trick or I need to, to get the cert certain result in a certain event. 
But for me, the most important is actually to enjoy it. Because if I stop enjoying it, then I can't be true to myself and mm -hmm. do whatever I do. Mm -hmm. So That's real. That's definitely spoken really well, too. I think a lot of people need to hear more stuff like that. Yeah. Most people in like the limelight, quote unquote, whatever, you know, are the pros that ride for certain companies. And of course, they're going to be loyal to the companies who pay them and support them and stuff like that. But you could do whatever you want, support whatever you want. That's why like, I feel like we have no sponsors really or anything like right. that. We get to ride whatever the hell we want to skate. I skate the skates I skate because that's who I want to support. And yeah. that's who I feel should be supported, you know? It's there is one thing that is like being a prof this is my opinion about this being a professional skater uh, nowadays it's obviously not the same as it was a few years ago there's some people out there that we can make it and i really think i i made like a one of those talks at at winter clash last year about it and i think i made something about two years ago too i keep saying the same it's totally possible to live from skating it, it is totally possible to live from skating but People forget that we are in 2019. Mm -hmm. And being a pro in 2019, it's not the same as being a professional skater in 98 or 99. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In 98, 99, there was TV, which no one basically watches. There's still TV now. Yeah, but it's not the same. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's I not know. the same. Even, even TV, even yeah. TV is investing on like YouTube channels and stuff. Yeah. Right. Anyways, yeah, social media. No, you're right. Yeah. TV, TV is way more relevant. Yeah. yeah. TVs now have like an Instagram uh, yeah. TV YouTube. where they invest yeah. a lot on the you see like big cameras filming like this yeah right? exactly you yeah. ever imagine like a huge camera filming like yeah, this right. yeah it's crazy uh, anyway so the thing is in 98 being a pro skater was actually you were like a brand endorsement and that was it mm -hmm. you basically like it or not the product you had to like I love it yeah <laughs> yeah it's 2019, man. It's like there's a lot more stuff that you can do, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't be loyal to the brand that support you, but right. you cannot ex you cannot expect the brand that is making 500 pairs of skates that have a team of five people. I'm talking about aggressive skates mm -hmm. to pay enough for someone to live in a country like America, living in New York, where right. if you live in Manhattan, you pay like at least seven to, or eight thousand to live in a flat. It's impossible. Let's yeah. make the math. It's, yeah, it's impossible. Probably the brand is not making that amount in five months mm. i'm just mm. being realistic here course, yeah. Yeah. but we can actually make it by using the other resources out there mm. like you're talking about like your you own are, individual social media marketing type of stuff yeah or? we are like we are all a brand exactly we are all a brand mm -hmm. like you you guys are making it amazingly well and most of the people might not know it but i need to tell them which is like when people are supporting you guys on Patreon, they do not know. They, they know that they're putting money for something, but they don't know that you guys are actually, me and Mark are here because you called the Uber for mm -hmm. us to be here. And yeah. you were telling me yesterday, if we need to pick you up at the airport, which was mm -hmm. like $65, mm -hmm. no problem, we'll send the Uber there yeah, to pick you up. Yeah. Yeah. People don't know that. They mm -hmm. don't know, like, they do know that you guys are doing something mm -hmm. amazing, but they don't know. It invests back in, in some way or another. Yeah. They, I guess, it, whether it's not in front of your face or whatever. I yeah. look at three cameras here mm -hmm. and I, lose, I see something that probably with your ad revenue, it's going to take about three years to pay. Oh, right. yeah. But, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you keep on putting back. Yeah, yeah. So what yeah. I'm trying to say is like a lot of times we do it for the wrong reasons. And if we do it for the right reason, things happen. Mm -hmm. And like brand endorsements can happen in a different way. Like if you start growing your brand, like that, the guy that I just said, it's a completely different style of skating, Bill Stoppard. Mm -hmm. Or we have this girl from the UK. She's, she has like, she's probably the original youth 
YouTuber. Mm -hmm. she, her name is Asha. And Asha, it's like a woman. She's in a, about her 40s, 45. She does just regular skating. Like, I don't know, like recreational skating. She does classes. She, she has her own um, inline skating course online that she charges for you to do it. Mm -hmm one way to make money mm -hmm. she she has so many followers that if she makes her merch she can make money mm -hmm. if she does a patreon she can make money she makes money for the from the ad revenue monetization yeah then when you start growing up to a, like when your brand has actually start growing and if it's surrounded by positivity then you have other brands that want to mm -hmm. go and like i want to help you for this project mm -hmm. i want to support you for that project and, mm -hmm. and that's how things start growing mm -hmm. yeah but if i'm someone that all i do is complaining about something it will never happen to you nobody wants to support that anyway if i have five euros here there's two guys in front of me there's the guy like the positive guy that i know if i give him the five euros he's gonna go somewhere else and do something good with his life and then the other guy that i give him the five euros he goes straight to the supermarket <laughs> and it buys shit <laughs> yeah it, and that's it uh, yeah yeah and i've probably i'm talking about something that i've done in the past mm -hmm. when I start, it's the truth when i started uh. skating for usd i was getting paid and my money was like going for the most stupid shit mm -hmm. like i would get paid like nothing crazy but the, my money was never going for traveling or, and i used to like ah, i don't get paid enough mm -hmm. no i didn't make the the smart thing to do with my small amount because mm -hmm. if i would invest that small amount in something right mm -hmm. but that's a 38 years old me speaking not, yeah mm -hmm. That's a, a lot of people out there, especially skaters, have big followers, like 20,000, 30,000 followers, these people. You got to leverage that to, like you said, either make you make online courses. There's, there's multiple streams of revenue that you can make these days rather than just getting paid directly from a skate sponsor. Yeah, like like the thing you had at Winter Clash where you were teaching the class. Yeah, I, I can give you an example. Like if I make a video, mm -hmm. imagine. I have a video with like 3,000, 300,000 views, whatever. I don't even know. That video is not even the video that gives me the most amount of money. But I have a video that gives me like about maybe like 15 euros per month, every month. It's nothing. Mm -hmm. But I have 600 videos uploaded. I don't have that amount. Like, people don't confuse. I wish every yeah. 600 video would give me 15 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. euros. Per I, yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Basically, whatever I make from ad revenue, it's mm -hmm. not even enough. Mm -hmm for the gear that mm -hmm. I have and for the traveling that right, I do. Right, of course. Yeah. It goes straight into it. It's such a small But, but what I'm trying to say is like, it, it's an investment in my time. I, I take like about two hours of my day. I'm also getting better at something, which mm -hmm. is editing. I'm uh, getting my own, yeah, I, I'm not editing to Hollywood, but I'm, I, 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 may, I got my own ways of editing something fast. If I need to do jobs, like I can. Mm -hmm. If something ever goes wrong with what I'm doing, I find ways to, to leave mm. while still making a little bit of money from the ad revenue because yeah. the mm. 600 videos are still there. Mm -hmm. And probably it's it, allow, be it allows mobility. It allows you to do things, even though it's you, exactly you it's know. not, it's, it's not a lot, but it's something, you know, it's yeah. like, it's getting, and then I'm learning about something and I'm becoming more and more valuable to myself too. And you gotta, and you gotta start, that's how you build things. You gotta start from that beginning stage. Like, let it grow. Yeah. It's like, it happens a lot of times. Like th that's what I wanted to go with this conversation now. I've seen a lot of people starting like YouTube channels and stuff. And I'm sorry that I'm going back to YouTube, but this can be with everything. Mm -hmm. Like even the video from Eugen Ennen that a lot of views on on Facebook, that thing was... Yeah, like, was the millions, whatever. Yeah, it was uploaded by someone that I have no idea who that yeah. was. Mm -hmm. But if that was uploaded by Eugen, probably, yeah. and if it, were, if it had the right music, probably they would be making money because they mm -hmm. can you can monetize yeah. stuff on Facebook now mm -hmm. too. Now, you need to invest 
whatever you do, you need to invest to actually get some return. As an example, I, I started having a lot of problems with the music that I would use on my videos mm -hmm. because some, every now and then I didn't have the copyrights and because I didn't have the copyrights, I would need to, I wouldn't, I couldn't monetize my videos. So I invested, I, I pay like a fee monthly to get like these websites that I will never get problems with that again. Mm -hmm. and then in the end, if you look at it, I make like one, if I make, if I have two videos, probably I'll make $2 a month. It's like, it's like, yeah, but I'm having all this work for $2. Yeah. You need to think ahead of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not about Grow those $2. It. It's about like, you, you, not everyone wants to put themselves out there. And I fully respect that. Mm -hmm. Like, it again, it, it really depends on the reasons why you're doing it. Guys, like, again, like, now I'm going to be going against what I've, all that I've been saying that might be weird for a lot of people. Like, I would never expect a guy like Alex Brosco to just make a YouTube channel. It's obviously not this type of guy mm -hmm. but then there's these there's a lot of people that could actually do something with it totally but then they wait for the other three or four hundred people to succeed to for them to okay now i can start yeah but, but then it's, it's too, too late, late. <laughs> yeah yeah totally. the best time to start is in the beginning it's now right now yeah. or yesterday if you didn't yet exactly. but you can't start yesterday if you didn't but you can start now yeah, totally if it's bad it's bad you're gonna get better if it's bad now even better because the next one is going to be better. So you see progression. Jumping head first, yeah. And the more of us out there, the more exposure it gets to to our sport. It is. Which yeah. is like a plus. Totally. Which is why that we're on not just a podcast on iTunes. It's like Spotify, YouTube, also just right in the audience, you know. Yeah, Hit all the platforms. To, try to keep across all the platforms. That and is something that you guys are doing amazingly good. I really, I, I really, really appreciate it. Because nice. like the Thank way you. that you guys, are, you're spending the time to, to learn how everything works and then mm -hmm. you do it the proper way there's a science and to everything and it always changes you always have to adapt to it it's, but this this just makes what you guys are doing and being fully honest with you guys i had this little thing going on that i made like that skate talks the reason why i'm not doing podcasts at the moment is just it does not make sense for for me to do like a phone call to someone when there's someone doing it so good as you guys oh I you should still do it though. I think no, no, but, I'm, but it i'm not saying not to but i'll, I'll but it makes no sense the way that I was doing it because I wasn't happy with what I was doing. So yeah. I prefer... Oh, if you're not happy with it, that's yeah, something different. I'll yeah. prefer to do the way that I'm doing right now if mm. I have people coming mm. to my own... It's, mm. I wouldn't say it's something like this, mm. but like I have my own studio. If someone goes yeah. there, I will do something. Yeah. You've and done it, stuff like that too. Yeah, it was really it, good. It's, it's a lot better mm. or because of my job right now, I end up visiting a lot of shops. So I started this thing kind of like the same thing, but it's like I go to shops and I do mm. shop visits. Mm. My goal with the shop visits... I like that too. You were talking yeah, about that before. Yeah, my goal with the shop visits is to show more people there are businesses on skating. There are people that have really... Some of them really small, some of them not that small. Mm. And they, they talk about the struggles. They talk about like the the best thing that happened to them, the worst thing that happened to them. It's good for people to see how skate shops operate. Mm. It gives them a little bit more like the, it optimizes their brand a little bit too because if if the video gets a little bit of views if someone googles it they're gonna know a little bit more about them mm -hmm. so it's like a, a little bit of a way to also help the shops that have been trying to do something for skating yeah definitely. obviously that's a side of skating i think a lot of people don't know about because there's so few shops in the industry that to hear that side of it, like the struggles and everything and how important it is to the industry a lot of people don't know that stuff but a lot of people don't understand how important they are in a way that it's you don't always need to go 100% on a shop you can start a shop in a way that you can have a few products and mm -hmm. man time most I, of them got started yeah like yeah, at least in our you don't need to start business. full blown out you most start. of the guys that have good businesses right now in skating 
They started Matthias small. from Parts Life. Yeah, he started, started wheels in the started car. Started selling mm. wheel, racing wheels on the back of the car. Mm -hmm. And it's like almost like how did Shop Desk started? Mm -hmm. Shop Desk started by Leon selling skates on the back yeah, of the exactly. car. Yeah. The shop that I visited mm -hmm. yesterday in Canada, Pro Skaters Place, they started as an online shop only. And then they realized that it would make sense to go from online to. Mm. Like to yeah, person, it's, yeah. it's just about taking that first step yeah but you, you start seeing the numbers and if if the investment is not huge you 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 can adjust it you know yeah it's yeah i i agree i think if you want to do something just like take it and start trying it's it the and, then, and, then, and then build it up you know for me it's so um, weird that we, there's no skate shop in new york i know that yeah i mean it makes I, sense I, because I new, york, new york's really like expensive to yes. like do things so like the rent's so high the overhead's so high and a lot of things are going online right now so i think i think it's hard to have like you know a, a storefront and things like that mm. but, but maybe not a storefront. But, but but still like if, if, even if you want to do it online like i agree totally like yeah but but logistically it's, it's you know it should be hopefully one day it does get back to that um and that'd be awesome Mm -hmm. I think we should start opening up for questions yeah. just, sometime soon because we can go on for yeah, like hours. Yeah. I, I just need to interrupt yeah. to tell you one thing, okay. Do which it. is very important. A lot of people probably never heard about that, and some of them might have seen something which is done mm -hmm. uh, in China. You guys might have seen sometimes posts from like either Micro, either Flying Eagle, either whatever. You see like these things with colored floors and a lot of kids handling ends in a really short space that people don't know what that is. So... These things are called the skate clubs. We were talking about it mm -hmm. before. And this is like a completely different concept to what all of us are used in the West. Of course, it would be really expensive to do it in Europe or here because mm -hmm. like a, a place in the a space, shopping mall yeah. would be very expensive. Right. But there's different ways to go around it. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what I've seen also in China. But mm -hmm. in China, what happens a lot is like in, in shopping malls, they have like really small shops, really small shops that have like these floors that have like different ways, little obstacles. And then parents go to the shopping mall and it's like a kid's place. They leave their kids there. There's a skate instructor. The kids put their skates, and if they want to, they can rent skates. If they want to buy the skates, there's like some skates. Usually, usually it's connected to a brand, and there that exists in various shopping That's malls. That's amazing to hear that. That's it's like they completely need, unheard of in this so, side of the world. So <laughs> it, it's paid. People need to pay to leave their kids there. People need to pay to rent the skates. People mm -hmm. need to pay to buy skates. So in the end, they get like little different, mm -hmm. a few different ways of making some income, and at the same time. In some shopping malls that this doesn't happen, what they do is like on shopping malls, outside a shopping mall, which the surface is usually good right in front or mm -hmm. in a parking lot, mm -hmm. on a Saturday morning, some brand comes in with like some, I don't even like, I don't know how you call these things, just to like create a space. Uh -huh. some like metal cones fence, or something yeah, like whatever, that. Yeah. Metal fence, whatever. Okay. Some portable fence. Mm -hmm. They create a, a little rink. Mm -hmm. They put all the skates there and people start coming. I yeah. Think. And you I just mean, drive by and see that too, so you stop yeah, by for that reason. It's a shopping mall. It's very, mm. very important. That's mm -hmm. one of the most important, one of the biggest flaws that I see in skating nowadays. It's the location of oh, the skate yeah. parks or the, the location. They're all hidden. Skate. That's the cheaper places. That's why you don't get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. But like as an example, I live yeah. in a really small town. Like uh -huh. I told you, where skating has quite a big background, and like there's like quite a few schools, like for hockey or figure mm -hmm. skating, whatever, and. People don't know that it exists. So mm -hmm. what do I do? Every Wednesday when I leave, right by the beach, there's like a really cool pad, like an amazing piece, like that if someone wants to skate there, they can, like mm -hmm. it's perfect. So I start just every single Wednesday, I go there and I started skating. Sometimes I, I 
created like a group on Facebook. Some people start showing up. Mm-hmm. One week I have five, the next week I have two, the next week I have 10, the next week I have none. Right. But whoever drives by, they see someone skating mm-hmm. and they start associating that. That's the easiest way to see it. If you're just driving by and you see, you don't even have to like force it on them. They just naturally see it. Have you, been in, ever, have you ever been in Paris-Bercy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many? There was always, always skaters there mm-hmm. remember the embarcadero yeah. in san francisco, in san francisco there was always mm-hmm. skaters there these type of spots i don't know do we have anything Same thing like, with like avenue d yeah, stuff like, yeah. do we still have avenue anything like there's that like, there's a couple banks yeah. used to be like that yeah brooklyn banks because since see, kind of like since the there's phones exist since the phones exist like oh today we're gonna go here today we're gonna right. go there but mm-hmm. before the phones well, it was more of a community i think especially in certain places mm-hmm. like you know i think uh, okay like european cities and and new york and like I think Northeast cities had like a lot of big groups of people skating, like it was a huge community. I think like places like California are more fragmented, where people like right. skate in like smaller crews in cars, like mm-hmm. one or two cars of mm-hmm. people. But I think European style because of like the public transportation yeah. and like you have to meet in like main areas like Bercy yeah. or something or mm-hmm. New York. We had the banks and things like that. But the cool thing about it was that <clears throat> whoever so. would drove by would see people skating in that place. Yeah. yeah. So if someone wanted to start right. skating, they would know where to go. Yeah, no, that's how like Alex Nunez got into skating by like seeing people yeah, skating Bound. at John Bound. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think a lot of people too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that comes with just uh, building like the building skating back up. And, you know, I think Thursday night skates do that. Tuesday nights, yeah. like the, the, those yeah. things, like you know, people start being able to see it. Like, yeah, first Fridays in Oakland, mm-hmm. like B-3's. that's on like a main street too. Then, I like, guess right, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like one of the main. I think mm-hmm. it's on. Uh, I can't think of the name right now, but it's it's on one of the main streets in mm-hmm. Oakland, and B Free is a big part of that. So I think those things happen. That's like amazing. it's 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 in summer. Like they need to happen more often though. Definitely, if they if it's yeah. in like a mall like like that. <clears throat> when I was in Helsinki, they had a a, a, con- a skateboard contest at the mall too, and all they did was put a car. And they put two ramps on it, and they had huge crowds of people. And then you go in the mall, and they're playing a game of skate in like the center court of the mall, and everybody's in all the levels watching them like do kickflips and stuff. And it's nothing crazy at all. But look how many people on like a Saturday afternoon go to the mall and see all that. Yo, Helsinki, so if you're hiring uh, blade coaches, just call me. <laughs> I'll come <laughs> me over there. Me I'll too. I like to go back. I'll definitely. be the best blade coach there ever was, man. I'll tell you. <laughs> um, let's open up for questions, though. For do, sure. People are asking for your spiel. <laughs> oh, are they asking for it? Oh, okay. We're going to open up for questions, but first. Yeah, but first got to do the spiel. So like Ricardo just highlighted, you know, it's important that we build our YouTube channel. So go subscribe it, hit the notification bell, and right when we post it, watch it as quick as you possibly can, because that means they're going to boost our video and you can put exactly. it in the suggested videos. So do all that, comment, like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. Go on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, give us a review, go on Instagram, follow us, go on Facebook, give us a like. Go on Ricardo's page. Ricardo, where's where? where yeah, can, shout out, shout out your. If we, if, if if, if uh, the the you know Jump Street uh you know f- guests want to follow you on your YouTube page, where can they it's go? It's just Ricardo Lino. <laughs> that's it. Just, there you go. <laughs> YouTube.com. That's easy. If you Ricardo. can't spell, you're in trouble. That's what we're but, talking about. The simplicity. <laughs> well, I can't spell it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I know you can. <laughs> no, but you know, you know what's the funniest part? Like the first time I ever came to America, my last name is not Lino. No. It's so Somebody asked in the beginning what your real name was. Ricardo Lino de Souza Irman Gildo. The first day I skated. Oh, my God. The first day <laughs> I'm not going to try to spell that yeah, one. No. <laughs> the first day I skated SDSU, okay. I was with Dustin Ellerin, and we were skating those really long ledges. Okay. And the police came. And they're like, everyone go down. Now spell your last name. I was like, what? <laughs> you were like, like, <laughs> I was like, I started sweating because like my English, if some people complain about it now, 
just don't imagine like I was it like yeah. 18 years ago I like age okay next one they were like just whatever get out of here uh, <laughs> too much work <laughs> we're gonna start I feel like there's gonna be a lot of gear type questions for you because of your audience Anuj asks what is your favorite aggressive skates of all time favorite all time aggressive skates it's hard. It's really hard. Probably the Billy O'Neill USDs, right? <laughs> but the black ones are the white ones, though. You know what? I, I think one of one of my favorite skates is actually the, the USDA, just because how versatile it can be, hmm. and how, how revolutionary it was. Mainly because like it's a flat skate, but it don't feel like you're skating a flat skate, mm-hmm. and it was completely thinking out of the box. It was going against what everything mm-hmm. everyone else was doing. Mm-hmm. But I'm not skating it now. Mm-hmm. Because still, they better pay you a few extra bucks for that promo. Nah, <laughs> not really. Yeah, I just don't. I don't. I don't. I'm just joking. I know, I know, but I just don't want to. Okay. The thing is, I I like the skate. I feel it like it's slow for some things. Right. And the type of skating that I'm I'm trying to do more and more. It's like I I like that. I'm not saying that I'm not gonna skate it again because I really like it. Yeah. But I actually, I, I really like the M12 because it's a slim skate. Mm-hmm. And is that I'm, what you're currently riding now? I've been skating the M12 a lot. I just got here today, like the mm. new Rams. I'm going to skate. Yeah. So I, I'm going to try. I like trying different skates. The thing is, I'm not trying to compete. I'm not mm. trying to get better or anything. Mm. I'm trying to do it. I love to test things and be able to compare and tell people my experience. Mm. And because I'm, I'm actually lucky to be able to compare stuff and to share it with other mm. people. So I try to do that. Mm. It's hard for me to say one. I like um, Mike Torres once said Mike Torres once said um, Mike Torres once said he's like it's stupid <laughs> to profit. not try different skates like if you're gonna skate like why wouldn't you just explore them all and, and see which one yeah. fits you or some could be different for certain things like why not yeah you know? and even what fits you you know that your skating is not gonna be the same forever exactly you know like whatever yeah. whatever you like to do now you probably won't like to do it it's not that you won't like to do it you slowly like shift to some it'll other. change yeah mm. so you adapt, you adapt, and I like the mm. depth skates. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> and I want to try them. No one has them, so I can't like try them. And it's it's hard. It's hard, to, it's hard. It's hard to drop five hundred bucks on a pair of skates that <laughs> I never tried, tried before. Yeah. yeah, like that's risky. I was lucky to to visit Peter and l- try the skates. Yeah, Dude. Are you, you weren't you skiing them around in Winter Clash? Or you were skiing the other no, one. No, no, that was the G boot. Yeah, yeah. The G boot is actually so. What's the G boot? The G boot is a cool thing. That was the first time that I realized what a skin actually does to a skate. A G-Put is basically a USD7 skate and they made a skin made out of real leather that you can put mm. on that same skate. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I, I, I used to really like the Gryken and I know a lot of people ate it, but I, I used to, I didn't like the look of it, but I loved how soft it was. And the USD7, it's actually an upgrade to that. So it's actually a much better skate than the Gryken. Mm. Now, it's a cool skate, but it's a little bit noisy sometimes. The 70s, you mean? Just I hate general. a noisy skate. Yeah, it's the worst. But it's not bad. <laughs> it's, a, it's, just, it's not noisy, but if you put those G-boot skins, yeah. when, you, when you land, it sounds like... Poof. Yeah. And mm. I like that. Yeah, mm. no, it makes you feel so solid. Do you think the skins do that? Because they, yeah, they because it stops the clacking from Com- plastic on plastic. Completely, completely. Mm. You see that on they, like, they should give it a, on Valos. Yeah, I, my Valos were like completely poof, solid. But if you all t- the time. try the exact same skate, take, take the, everything off, and you'll see. Go, poof, poof, they, they should make a, a vegan option though, since it's leather. You know, 
Yeah, they they actually made like a buffalo skin just in case <laughs> the <laughs> buffalo. Holy shit! Oh, oh, damn, oh. I got some buffalo skin skates, which are like a what? Brown, yeah, that's pretty I, I, badass. I, 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 feel I, feel like Bailey, I feel like Bailey would rock that, or like all yeah. my all my Texas bladers. Like yeah. like, <laughs> Looking to rock some cowboy boots. <laughs> Send them to Cameron. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like a, a bear skin. <laughs> Um, Zickstep asks, what is your take on Solomon skates? I don't know if he's asking in the current state of what they are. Or... Is there a current state? Yeah, basically. I mean, like people riding them, I guess, maybe. No, but know, just in general. If you don't know, like basically I made a video about two years ago that a oh, lot, you did. Yeah, yeah. A lot okay. of people gave me a lot of shit about it. Now it makes sense. And I'll be clear with that. It's just like, I really think it's one of the best skates ever made mm -hmm. it's an amazing skate it's not for my style of skating especially without any soul plate i can't really torque with it right. because of yeah. the way it is but mm -hmm. it's, that's me and the way that i torque and whatever mm -hmm. and it feels like a little bit harder to backslide rails or whatever but if you use other up-to-date soul plates they're amazing they're very comfortable it was way ahead of anything else back then and oh man and for probably sure. probably still ahead of what we got now they put a lot of care had, into it yeah they had the money to make it to really make research yeah. that they needed amazing as a skate now the video that i made and a lot of people didn't really understood what i wanted to what i really mean with that video that i said like you're killing the industry it's it's mm -hmm. not about you buying salamons the, the skates are amazing but there are brands out there that are investing into making new stuff mm-hmm like if John is making all this investment in time and obviously in all his money, like you heard in a lot of the podcasts, like or even like Rose is now to bring back the the fifth element that people complain about the soul plate. Again, just think about a little bit ahead, like the investment that you need. But USD with the USDN, this this is a lot of money to make all these skates, mm -hmm. and in general we tend to to say oh, when the skate comes out, it's amazing. But I'm not going to get it. And we go back to buy something that it's actually not going to any of these brands. And yes, some people said something which make a lot of sense, which is, yeah, but sometimes it's going to the skaters' pockets and they're going to end up buying new skates and all that. I get it. But at the same time, the brands... They're not going to buy new skates. They're going to spend that you on... You get firsthand. Just, just give the money well, to the... What I beer. mean by this, it's the, the brands investing... Yep. No, I it's it's, they, it's keeping need, your industry alive. They need our support. That's and a the, huge yeah, and, that's a huge point, yeah. And a lot of people are like, Yeah, but you get a lot of skates for free, you're saying that all that, but you get your skates for free. Dude, I put more money into skating than anyone I know. All my money, like I, yes, I'm traveling, I'm doing something which is something a lot of people would love to be doing, but I'm I'm doing it because I'm for trying skating. to I'm doing it to like a lot of people won't be able to make it to 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 the Blading Blading cup. cup, I'll try to make it. Yeah. yeah. So what? I make like 100 euros if someone makes a donation. Mm. That's that's not able to cover anything. Yeah, yeah like, but also for that's a that's a HDMI cable that I yeah. need to use. <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. Uh, but, but also forget money, like time. Yeah, but uh, which is but, more valuable than money. I'm You're investing all that time for however mm. many since you know but, two and a half. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm getting right? a lot of shit a lot of time because of money. A lot. Of, I feel that a lot of time and. That's why I'm breaking it to that. Yeah, tell him to suck an egg. Tell him to go suck a lemon. <laughs> go suck an egg. <laughs> that was a good answer. I forgot you made that video. Yeah, so that, that that's makes a really good point sense. too, man. That's a really good point. Um, quick shout out to Chad Hornish. Donated four dollars ninety nine cents. Ooh, what up, Chad. what up, Chad Hornish? He's killing it, man. Yo, he is. Oh, he's been killing Did it. Did you saw that backside? Yeah, in um, I Texas. I know. Yeah, Texas one. Also, he's been that's on the good. move. 
Yeah. He was in, Maybe that's part of his Rosie's thing because they give him like a travel budget or whatever. PA and he was in Texas yeah, grinding some awning and then mm-hmm. he, I'm sure he'll be at the Blade Cup. He probably will be at the Blade Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, Samoa Huck, 40 Canadian dollars. Oh, nice. Great words, Ricardo. Thank you, Jumpshoot, for this episode. 40 Canadian. That's like 25 American cents. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Thank you very much for thank your you donation. Much. We appreciate, appreciate it. Um, going straight to the Ubers and pizza. <laughs> uh, Lil Joker 247 says, hi from the UK. What has been your favorite product you helped develop? Mm. Have you helped develop a lot of products? Yeah, a couple. Uh, what? Like, there's, there's, there's one of them that was the, the roller skate that Powerslide made called the Kaya Karma. Which is with the it, plastic blocks in between? Yeah, but it's. I've been di- wanting to try those. It's so the bad. different one. It's the only. It was a. It was a bit ahead of all the other skates because when the skates were just coming out with a regular block to grind, which is just like a piece of plastic, just like mm-hmm. this. That one has like two points of contact. If you want to do a royale, there's like kind of like a backslide plate mm-hmm. built in the the block, but it's not a beginner's thing. So if you put your if you put your feet like straight and you're trying it tends to bend your feet like a cowboy mm-hmm. <laughs> you just need mm-hmm. to learn, you need to go on the edges but if you learn how to go on the edges it's like amazing and actually some of the i guess like the best roller skaters right now are using it which is Damn. really cool to see right now i'm not working with the brand anymore but i i really love to see people skating it and then there's other skate which another frame that I, i'm not the main guy but i actually gave some feedback which is the trimax frame the fur like the the ufs plastic tri skate frame from kaiser the okay. one that I wrote. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I helped with, like, it's it's not me, but it's mm. I was one of the guys helping with mm-hmm. uh, There was two products that actually, when I see people skating it, I feel like a little bit. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, yeah it's a little cool. bit of me. Yeah. You could have used those roller skate grind block things back in the day when you were no. learning where I was in Unity. I can tell you about <laughs> something that I'm, I, there's a, it's a concept that I'm doing now. The skate should be out very soon. So basically with Micro, we have a skate called the micro future it's a skate that it's a hard boot skate for three-year-old kids and up it's it starts on size european 23 which is like a keychain <laughs> okay it's the, it's what it is and then we created a system it's going to be called progressive wheel blocking system and it's just a little knob in the back and when you tighten that knob that will block completely the back wheel meaning that the back wheels don't roll so the kids you know when they're first starting at three years old you tell the kids to walk on a carpet to walk on the grass and all that but by by spinning that knob you're blocking the skate completely so they just need to learn how to stabilize their feet in this position so that they don't do this first they just need to stabilize and then you can slowly take the pressure from that knob and it's slowly going to give they them roll a, a little, little bit, bit more roll See, I didn't so, know any of that stuff. I yeah, didn't know that, how to that teach was, kids to skate in grass and but carpet. That, that was know. something that I'm really... Like, I came out with the idea and the skate is about to come out really soon. So if someone actually that does something... That sounds like... like a, at least really cool I said idea. it publicly so that people know that where it came from. Yeah. That's, like, that, wow. that's something to be proud of because that'll help that's incredible, increase man. numbers and get more fresh people into it, you know? Into skating. That's a, that's a sick idea. That, yeah, it's coming out. That's what Aaron Holland just said. Is Micro going to bring out an aggressive skate? Not yet. Uh, basically i'm supposed to have a line of skates which supposed to be two skates and i would love to have a ufs skate but the reason why i want to have a ufs skate is i want a ufs skate that people could put multiple sole plates but we're not our main focus at the moment is not really adult skates we will have Mm -hmm. yeah at least two skates under this line of mine 
but it's it, it, we're still a little bit out of it. Like our main focus with micro, it's actually kids. our focus should be seventy to to eighty percent on kids. That's good because that's what the no, the brand is known on scooters, and that's what we want to go on the train. And it's not go like shit ourselves around is the truth it's like we want the brand to be known as a kid skate because if you look around if i ask anyone i go to five different skate shops and i ask them what's the best kids in line skate and i'll have two three different answers i don't want to have three mm. two three, three different answers i, I want to have one mm. everyone knows that a kid wants a soft like kids want light skates they want a stable skate mm-hmm. and they want a skate that needs to be size adjustable because their feet is constantly yeah, changing going. So we have quite a big range of it and I'm I'm proud of it but now we just need to make it grow that's it. That's good. That's that's, awesome. that's, that's important cuz that's something that our industry was lacking too. <clears throat> yeah, there's enough skates for adults. Yeah. The, the adults have enough to choose from right now. Let's let's get ahead the kids. I'm going to end it with one more question. We have Drifter Tech S. <clears throat> what is your favorite skating memory? My favorite skating memory of all <laughs> that's time. That's a deep question. It is. Other than being on this podcast with us right now, obviously, obviously. clearly, <laughs> it's. Uh, let me tell you, <laughs> being here right now, it's been a long time since I've been nervous. I've I've been doing. I'm I'm. I just posted yeah. something on my Instagram. I'm nervous. Yeah. It's the it's truth. like your like, first rail, your first kiss, being <laughs> on jump street. Yeah. You know what? All like, the all the big moments <laughs> in life. Dude, I've been like in front of like a lot of people with like either like with school stuff or with like even non non skate related. With skate-relating stuff, like sometimes with Winter Clash or whatever. Like, yeah, you speak in front of crowds, right? Yeah. But this thing is different. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's just like... Is it, it the third camera? I if there was two, you'd be fine. No, I thought about, you'd be chill. You just do this all the time. No, when you're I'm actually thing. chilled right now, but I yeah. think it's because the type of people watching this, it's actually the core skaters, you know, like the people that really mm, yeah. know about skating. Yeah. So, like I Mike know, Torres is such a... <laughs> he's a serious core blader. No, but sometimes to, I'm talking about skating and I know a lot of people watching it. They're learning. Like if I say, if you to turn, you need to put this foot in front. I know people are learning with that, but I'm talking like with people now that... Ah, I get they're it. years ahead of knowing how to turn. They, hmm. they want to know, like speaking a, to a different audience. Yes, yeah, so it, it, yeah. that's what gets me a little bit more nervous. So, well, you, good. but now what was the question? Yeah, <laughs> uh, favorite, 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 favorite skate, favorite memory. skate memory. Favorite skate memory. It's hard, man. Yeah, it's it's gotta be winning the. I'm not into skate events right now. That is hard, man. I, I got like probably I got two. One two, of them, two. yeah. Probably one of them was winning the um, the X battles in the X battle in in Madrid, and it's just because like just completely that, crushing like uh, Frito. Uh, and uh, I, 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 I didn't. I didn't. I didn't crush them. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't think they, they would be. They would be. They would be a lot better than that. Right now, Frito's like, like, I will get you <laughs> one day. I will have my revenge. <laughs> Frito Lin Elbow is still up to date. One of my favorites to watch. He's still skating, right? I see. I he's feel like amazing. I see he's still skating. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. I know that Ollie, every now and then, he puts his skates on. Mm-hmm. I'm not really in contact with Ollie, but the thing is, like, that day for me was very special because it was like, one of the first times that the Portuguese guys came all like in a van mm-hmm. to to Madrid. And we were like, we were like a crew. Just some you know? Portuguese guy came through and held it down. Yeah, it's like <laughs> we, we, were, we were a crew. Like, yeah. and I remember after that, it's like, man, I don't drink nowadays, but I remember like we went. After that event, after the competition, there was a party and like we started drinking and all that. I remember we all passed out in the van and I woke up in the morning 
with naked. Like, no, with two rolls of like I had like I got like four or five hundred euros that oh. I made, and I had like two rolls of money. Like Damn. people could have steal the money from me. I, I didn't care. Yeah. You know, like I was just like I had money in my pockets. Yeah. Like it's not even that much, but probably because it was from everyone's. Um, payment to compete right it was like, like a lot of money yeah. Yeah. yeah so that was one of the moments and then the second one gotta be in angola and it it would be in angola because it's a special place for me if it wasn't angola i would never meet my wife and all that and i was already in a relationship with my wife but not really as serious but I remember I went to Angola for a few times and they used to speak about this hill called the Serra da Leba, just a hill, just like a really windy, windy one. But it, I didn't even do it proper. I wasn't even a downhill skater nowadays. I, I, I don't consider myself a downhill skater. I love to do downhill. But that one day, I didn't know if it was possible. And I, I, I showed up there with this company. They wanted to do something for their own marketing, whatever. And it was like they went, they showed up there with like cameras and like drones and all that stuff. And they re reported the whole thing. And it was cool for me because I didn't even knew if it was possible. It felt good to do something. It ended up being really easy. But it felt good because I somehow did something for skating in that country. Because with those, with that same video, they had like a PR company working on it. Which we don't have anyone in skating and we could. Like some people could have a PR. You're talking about in general, like PR for skaters some pr mm. taking care of like a skaters whatever i don't know right mm. i don't know if it would work or not but like they had like a p like a pr company taking care of that like so it was on all the channels i went to all the radios for going down or something which is not even that hard yeah but they made a big thing about it so somehow they did a big thing for skating in the whole country so for me that was like a very very special moment that's too. pretty cool i guess that's it that's cool i like that that's a different kind of answer that's <laughs> awesome that's great. Well, Ricardo, dang. After doing this one, I feel like we have to have you on again in the future because you have just <laughs> so, so much. Yeah. So much we can go through. Thank you. Thank you. But, but um, I'm glad because, like, being another social media person, like YouTuber, it's it's great to have you on and kind of like collab, like cross. Yeah. A lot of people in the, in the chat are hyped to see you on. Pick your too. brain as well. Thank you. So, I told you a few times, and I tell you, and I tell everyone watching this: if someone really has a project, if they need any help, I'm I'm willing to help as much as I can. Obviously, I have time of that I, in my day, which is really important yeah. for me to do my work. I, I try to somehow organize my day to be able to do my videos, but my my main priority in my life really is my family. Mm -hmm. Until now, it's all good, but I know it's going to get a little bit more hectic. But I really want to support and help as much people as i can if they have doubts if i know a lot of people is like amazing they do really really good content mm. and a lot of them don't know how to put it out there and yeah so you're willing to help them which yeah. is good you, you had a yeah. lot of valuable information on this podcast too so i'm sure there's way more about that we weren't able to get into and i yeah. can and i can attest yeah. to that with uh with you like uh, if you want to reach out like i'm sure you'll answer the message like that's the kind of person you are i've always known you to be to I know that sometimes I, I don't and I realize yeah. it after a few year, weeks or whatever. But you'll get eventually. Yeah. Because sometimes I go and I see like on, especially on Instagram when it goes to those filtered messages yeah. and I end up seeing them later. Yeah. And if I, I didn't answer someone, sorry about it. Yeah. Well, I want to say thank you. Um, Austin's just readjusting the cameras right now, but I know he's, he's thankful as well. <laughs> And dude, it's 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 really great to have you come on. I know you flew a long way to just be on this podcast, and I know you put everything to the side just so you can come here and 
be a part of this. Nope. Thank and, you very, very much. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to seeing your live stream in, uh, at the Blade Cup. And uh, again, people who want to like watch your channel, let's just go to YouTube, Ricardo Lino. And yeah, thanks very much. Uh, Austin, do you want to say Um Just make sure you follow Ricardo and subscribe to him on YouTube, Ricardo Lino. Follow him on on Instagram as well. Anywhere else? Or is that it? Yeah, do you have anything you want to say? I have one last Parting thing. words? Yeah, I have one last thing, which is if someone is going to be at the Blading Cup and if they are willing to help me, I'm going to need help with something, which is I might have, I think I have two people that I need like as commentators like for the live stream, but I mm. might need someone to operate the camera. Okay. It's a pretty easy. <laughs> so we got- if, if we have someone watching this that is going to be there, it's willing to help, that would be amazing. It's There we go. Hit him up. It's very, very important. Then I'm sure it won't be hard to find people to help you out. <laughs> that would be awesome. And other than that, I, I really want to say thank you to you guys. Like it's it's amazing to be here. Like I told you before a few times, it's one of you're one of my favorite skaters of all time. Like thank you so much. Like I really love what you do and the two of you guys do. And I want to say thank you to my family because because if it wasn't my family, I wouldn't be able to be here. If if, if it wasn't my wife, like just just taking care of my daughter and for me to be able to be here like my father and my mom and my sister they always supported me in everything that i yeah. did and then other than that like really important to say thank you to micro because they allow me to have the lifestyle that i do and to add on skate if it wasn't add on skate i wasn't here too so shout out medic hell yeah yeah thank you so well, much. awesome man ricardo thank much. you so much for thank coming you. thank you so much cue the music it was great <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in la everyone thank, thank you for you. watching peace